and welcome to A Peek Beneath the Veil, the podcast edition. If you are enjoying our D&D adventure, you can always support the show by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash tabletopnotch. There, you will be able to find all kinds of perks as our way of saying thank you. And if you really like us, be sure to stock up on our official Tabletop Notch merchandise at tabletopnotch.myshopify.com. It's all very exciting stuff. But now, allow Orba to take you away into a world of mystery with this week's episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Yeah. Hey. In chapter 24, from the ground up, the battle in the graveyard raged on as Bizarra, Graven, and Sephira worked to keep the vengeful undead from interrupting Yannick's ritual. Using the Pestifer canisters to keep the most powerful foes at bay, we hacked through bone, flesh, and shadow, but they would not relent. Some much-needed reinforcements arrived in the form of Erland and Orba, sprinting from their excursion at the Natural Studies Institute. And we gave it everything we had, through channeled divinity, silver strikes, and an impressive display of fire-breathing mm. from our house. Yeah! After a frightening noise rose from within the mortuary, the door swung open to reveal Yannick's brother, now reanimated through some kind of phantasmal magic. And though he charged forth to try and finish us off while we licked our wounds... Graven dealt a tremendous killing blow yes, he did. that sundered the spectral <laughs> horror tremendous. into irreversible ruin, and the graveyard was finally at rest. Yannick had been injured, but not mortally so, and he was able to relay to us his communication with the undead. They'd grown restless due to what was described as miasma, a toxic vapor seeping into the ground, unnerving not only the spirits, but <laughs> dangerous creatures of the Underdark. We received our payment, and agreed to check in with the gravekeeper tomorrow after he had a chance to speak with the director of reserves, Cedric Skentz. Deep into the night, we returned to the Lakeside Inn, where Bizarre met someone who shared certain aspects of her past and was looking for a partner to enact a bit of revenge. Bizarre agreed, and with that conversation, we continued to Erland and Orba, catching Graven up on what they'd learned about Marvin Bishop and his research. Unsure of what it all was pointing to, Erlen decided it was paramount to determine the true identity or motives of Adept Melody. But at this late hour, there were limited options as to where he could dig for information. The schedule for tomorrow was quickly filling up, so we laid down to rest with plans to follow some of the leads that we'd acquired regarding Melody's note, the Tackle Shack, and Grimari's Grimoire. Coming down the stairs in the morning with renewed vigor, the innkeeper flagged down Orba and Sephira informing them that the courier service had delivered notes addressed to them. While the two of them reached for their respective letters, we asked ourselves, <laughs> what would Skens have to say after Yannick explained to him the extent of the undead problem and its roots? How did the real Marissa tie into what we knew about how Mycodid extract is distributed in Mookmur? And how long can Orba remain trapped in the middle of a web of deception before she loses her mind? We find out now on chapter 25 of a peak beneath the veil. Yeah, poor Orba. She's fine. She's fine. Good-natured chatter and the smells of the kitchen reach your ears and your nose coming down from the landing to the first floor. 
Over Prescott's outstretched arms, you see hot bowls of oatmeal with blueberries, mm-hmm. flatbreads, and some kind of hearty sausage on a number of plates, while the sunlight streams in through the east side windows. He's holding a pair of letters. Mm. With berries. Which he dangles in front of Safira and Orba with a pleasant smile. We you reach that? Seven days for this. <laughs> Though he offers no explanation as to their origin or author. And lagging behind just a little bit is Graven and Erland, who've gotten dressed and started to head down the stairs. Wait, I had to wait a week for that! Did we, uh, are we lagging so far behind that we did not see the letters being passed off, or...? Yeah, I would say you're just about to turn the corner as they've received it. Are you putting them away? What are you doing with the letters? Oh, I guess I'm like reading them. Holding it up, then you see see Orbans reading? You don't see him hand them to him? Yeah. You see them with the letters. Some news? Has anyone heard from Jillian? Oh. Well. Is it about when she needs us? No, it's not. It's just about when she wants to talk to me. Okay. That's it. She says the wet dock at eight. So that's what I'll be doing at 8 o'clock. 8 tonight? Alright. Wow. So we still have still time. Have another full day, it sounds yeah. like. Good. I guess so. Safira? Yeah. News from Gillian as well? I'm sorry, was it addressed to you? No, I was asking if Gillian gave you us news. No, she did not give us news. How about some breakfast? Yeah. Some. Okay. Um... Were there uh, fireplaces in the rooms that we were in? No, not in the room. There's a big fireplace down here in the lobby, but not not in the room. The rooms are fairly small. I'm gonna go get something to eat. Yeah, here we go. You guys come down. You notice that a lot of the people here in the in the in the sort of lobby area have a similar plate. It seems like there might be a special or something. It's oatmeal with blueberries, some sausage, and um, some bread alongside with that. So. There's a lot of people sitting there, sort of rising, getting ready for the day. Kitchens moving, bustling. You see people moving in out of the kitchen. I go up to the kitchen. Sure. Uh, the counter. You can see people sort of preparing, sizzling sausages. And... Sir. Yeah. Uh, what are the plates? Um, does that all come together? Uh, yeah, we're doing a special today: oatmeal, sausage, and bread. Three silver a person. Oh, sounds good to me. Cheers. Yeah, I'll have one of those. How many can I get you? Five. All right. Another five. And they sort of. Thank you. You guys find a place to sit. It's fairly busy in here, but there's enough room to find a table to yourselves, mostly. So it sounds like everybody has a very busy day ahead of them. What are we all doing? Well, I'm meeting for it at 1 p.m. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yes. (laughs) To do what? I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) The man from last night. I just love, just, I just love it. I don't know what is wrong with me. Who? <laughs> the man from last night. Meeting him? Yes, I'm just meeting him to have a chat. Hmm. Is he nice? Oh, very nice. Uh, nothing to be worried about. Um, right. Do I even need to make an inside check on the have a chat thing? But it's not a... Um... Well, I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm just having a chat with him at one point. Sure, you can make an inside check. That seems... <laughs> I've said I've um. said similar things. Twenty-three. <laughs> I mean, again, <laughs> there's no indication at all that she's lying because she is having I'm a chat. Go talk to um, I mean, she very clearly hasn't given you any additional details. Right. So, okay. Huh. Yes, uh, he's someone that I know from the past, and oh. I just want to catch up with him. Where are you meeting? At 
the butter. Right. Okay, Doggy. What's everyone else up to? Don't know yet, actually. Maybe a little bit more shopping and. Shopping? Yeah, and then I'd like to. I heard, I, I heard that the Goliath that lives in town is at the Lakafui Temple, and I might, I might try to go visit her. I was there when we found out that information. You, yeah, right. <laughs> you're, you're, you remember. You're going to the Lakafui Temple? Maybe. Would you like company? Maybe. Okay. Oh, looks uneasy. I also had your um, note. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to do a little bit of exploring, just uh, around the city. Alone? Yeah, I think so. Unless anyone would want to join me. And at this point, a guy comes over with a tray, serves all the things. Hot that bottles, just bottles. smells delicious. <laughs> Enjoy. Cheers. Thank you. And uh, I will definitely be going back to see Yannick in the afternoon. Yes, I think oh, anybody yes. wants to join me. Perhaps we that. should. Yeah. Could meet early evening. Maybe. Well, um, he said late maybe, afternoon. Yeah, maybe two, three o'clock at the latest. So. Wait, you you have a meeting at one. Right. All right. Well, that can't take too long. True. I'll see you there. Okay. Three o'clock at the cemetery. Three o'clock sounds about right. All right. Okie dokie. Where are we going? Um, I suppose I should go try and save Valkov's life. Yes. Oh yes, with the with the collie. Yes. Um, the reason we were held up yesterday was one of the adepts <coughs> gave well, me a, 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 a collie and charcoal pellet um, to save a poison friend's life, so I suppose I should honor that. Yeah, that does seem like an issue that has some urgency to it. Well, she didn't, I mean, it's, he's been poisoned for some time. It's not like, um, yes, he's it's not, not like, like a dying before. today thing. Where do you have to go to do this? His home north of the city, near the cemetery, actually, so. It's still inside the city. Yeah, like, no, uh, northern, yeah, no, right near the cemetery. So, um, perhaps an afternoon activity? So what exactly do you have to do to save him? I'm not, she gave me some, this, um, Collie and Charcoal can extract poisons from the body, and she said to stop by his home with a note and the pellets and see what happens. I honestly don't know. All right. Um, so that will be my afternoon. Well, I hope it goes well. Yes, I don't know if there's much to be gained other than, you know... Good saving karma. a person's life. Being good a karma. nice person. What's that? Good yeah. karma. Using your powers for good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Something <What>? like that. Be <laughs> <laughs> nice. I might shop around the market district a little bit in the morning. Sure. What time is it right now? It's probably getting close to 11 o'clock. Oh, okay. I need to take a bath. I was just about to yeah. say that as well. <laughs> yes. I think we all do. Perhaps a soak. <laughs> Tickets. <laughs> Wash. Is this something we should do beforehand, or like before we leave this morning? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Take baths. You guys can finish up your breakfast. <laughs> and there's a public bath area that has a number of sort of water pumps that you can go and sort of splash water. There's soap available there to you. 
Alright, so I'm yeah. gonna finish eating. Yeah, sure. I'm done. You wash up, feel a little refreshed, a little renewed. <clears throat> Clothing doesn't have that sort of musty, undead <laughs> odors of clinging to it. I hate that. Um, so you don't have to say this out loud as a group. Where are you guys headed here in the morning? So it's call? probably like 12 now? Uh, yeah, 11 30 ish. And we are at. Sorry, Number two is the. Uh, yeah. Like I said, one. Don't one. Oh, two is the one. One. Oh, so it's like right there. Lies. And to get to the shops, it's not that far. Yeah, five minute walk. I mean, yeah, Mukmu's. I mean, to walk across the whole city of yeah. Mukmu is 25 minutes. It's not a huge place. Okay. I, I think I'm going to go to the market district. Okay. Shopping. 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 Just let me know where everyone's going so I can I'll know where we're going. I'll take one more look around yeah. before I have to meet my friend. Also headed to the sort of main square. Yeah. Sure. That's, yeah. That's pretty cool. Nice time. Oh, I'm headed kind of towards. Yeah. Yeah. I'll head towards the main square for now. Okay. 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 Um, yeah, could we take? We're at the Lakeside Inn. Yeah. Yep. Could we take a route? So I, I would like to take a route such that I walk um, past the uh, uh, Natural Studies Institute. Just past the like. I just want to walk like take that northern street just so I can like sort of see the Natural Studies Institute. Just sure. That's it. a pretty circuitous route. You'd be. It, the Natural Studies Institute is the blue one there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to do sure. like this. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah you can. <laughs> you can. Um, All right. So you guys you wash up, you clean up, you get your things, pack up. You start to you know head in that direction towards the main square. Erlen sort of seems like he's veering off. Are people going with him? Yeah. Or, I'll okay. Follow. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna kind of veer off in a different direction and start heading towards the docks. Of the sure. Heading south. Yeah. Sure. See you in a few hours. Yeah. Cheers. Enjoy exploring. Stay safe. Thank you. Spirit breaks off a little bit, and the rest of you kind of move along with Erlen towards the Natural Studies Institute. You get there in a, in a matter of minutes. Does it does it seem like there's a hubbub of any sort? Is there an make increased guard? Can I help in that? Like, sure, yeah, okay. make it with the dice on my Erlen starts to be ground, and Orbit kind of I'm gets helping. a sense of what he's doing I'm already. Advantage. Oh, yeah, advantage. You can roll. Okay. Perception 13. 13. So you take a sort of peek without sort of going up to the bars and peeking through. <laughs> it does seem like there's guards on patrol and it's during the day now. Like, you only saw those sort of people moving back yeah, and forth yeah. at night. It does seem like something has caught their attention in a way that they have now have a number of people, not as many, but stationed here and there, and not like really patrolling the perimeter, but you see one guy kind of leaning up against the gate on one end. Just and it's City Watch? Eye. Yeah, people of the City Watch. Did city I watch. see Orba take that plant? From Grimari's office? No. Um, no. No? Okay. He was, he, the plants were... He was all doubled over. Yeah, he was rooting you to were the going, You were going hard at that painting, is yeah. what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, that's really exactly. The entire hard. world went away. As <laughs> <laughs> Barnabas. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your secrets. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say no, actually. Great, okay. And cool. the plant wasn't huge, so if you sort of take it and lower it in your bag, it doesn't take long. You weren't, like, stuffing it. <laughs> Um, that's all. I just wanted to walk past it and sort of see what the scenario yeah, It does was. seem, for what it's worth, that there are some extra sentries there. Great. Yeah. And do we notice this as well? Uh, you didn't go there initially, so you don't have anything to compare right. it to, really. Yeah, so, I mean, you see them, but you don't, you're not like, oh, that's different. Yeah. And, um, why do you want to take this route? I thought I'd look at the Natural Studies Institute in the daytime. Sure. It's lovely, isn't it? We're also about to go by the reservation center. We can keep an eye out for Uriel again. Mm. 
Mr. You continue on. I thought we told you about that. Um, did we not tell you about that? In the nighttime or just the person? The, you told us about the person, you didn't tell us about the nighttime thing. Yeah. The per- uh, uh, like, no, you didn't mention Ariel yes. at all. No, that actually. was Gens okay. that we know about. Yeah. Um, who is yeah. this man? Uh, Oriel is someone who works at the reservation center. He was uh, in charge of the people who keep the books and um, the ratings. The rating system. Oh, interesting. And, uh, we managed to get a hold of a little slip of paper out of the bushes as but he was exiting yesterday. Mm-hmm. It mentioned the ratings of certain people, and they had just just made the mark. Yes, there was two names. I thought I told you this. There was two names with a seventy, and one name with a seventy-one. And that's just the limit from what? No. being what in good standing. Micah Denholm, was 71. Ashley Wella, she was 70. And Tristan Dakota, who was 70 as well. Michael Denholm. Micah. Micah. Denholm, Ashley Wella, was 70. And Tristan Dakota. Okay. Any of those names ring a bell to you? No. You? No. 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 But Oriel was trying to obscure that he was leaving this paper for someone. He left it in a shrubbery outside. So you're assuming that it's like under the table requests? Some kind of shifting of numbers, yes. Whether they're already at that number or he wants them to be at that number, I don't know. But that is the cutoff. 70 is the cutoff for the moon. Right. Between the increased city watch and this Uriel skulking about at night, and becoming increasingly less trustworthy of authority in this town. Well, that's why I was expressing to Yannick maybe not to go to the City Watch with the problems. Has anyone heard about uh, Quentin either? The one, the, the upstart, the one making trouble. Just, no. just what you told no. us of him. <laughs> I know. There. No, I know. I know. Craven looks off. And no, I, I, I thought about that as soon as she split off. But, um, <laughs> Well, keep an ear to the ground for, for both Uriel and Quinton. Okay. God knows if they're gods know if they're working together somehow. Alright, sure. At this, at this point you guys have walked yeah. far enough, you're now sort of walking by the reservation center as well as you move towards the main square. Do we see anyone? <laughs> Make a perception check. Okay. Can you with advantage, you're all kind of taking the scene. Hmm. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. You peek, and the the double set of doors, I think, like it was before, is open. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's open to the public. Anyone can come in. The do- set of doors is open, and you see Uriel in there, like he was before. He seems to be talking to a number of scribes that are writing. It seems like he's back at work. You don't notice anything particularly unusual, but he seems he's back there. Yeah, he beads of sweat. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's holding a seventy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's there, but not not doing anything that catches your eye. I'll point him out. That's him. That is Oriel. That's Oriel. Yeah. Okay. Tiefling, is there any place you would know where I could identify um, some poisons, perhaps? Perhaps Wadu would know. All right. That was the um. That was the, the man. yes. That was the masked man, the peculiar Mask. one. All right. Uh, I'd like to stop by his store then. Okay, look. You know, he always loves visitors. Yes, he's peculiar. He might charge you for the identification, by the way. That's fine. Okay. So I'd like to head to, I forget what the name of the store is. Sure, um, Trinket, nope, that's, uh... Yeah, Trinket. Yeah, Trinket. Yeah. Bobble Shop is yes. Yep. 
Okay, so he's heading that direction. Where are you guys sort of going here? Mm. What's Wesley's place called again? Bottle shop. The bottle shop. Bottle shop. To the bottle shop. Wesley's? What are we doing there? Take a look. Take okay. a look for what? We have to be careful. I was about to ask, is this a place where I should disguise myself? Perhaps. Why? Well, this is the man that we're supposed to be actively avoiding, no? Wesley? Yes. Avoiding? Possibly one of the distributors? Oh, right. That's true. Yes, I suppose most of us stand out. I think re-entering would be a bad idea at this point. All right. Are you comfortable disguising yourself? Yes, but I don't know what I'll be doing in there. If you want to let me know. Can we go to Wadu's first? Sure, let's go. All right. Are you following them? Yeah, sure. Sure. So you guys I start to head. There. You guys start to head towards Wadu's place. We'll go over to uh, follow Safira for a moment. And you take a right after the southern gates, Mukmu. And you see a bustling area full of fishermen, longshoremen going about their business on the edges of the basin. Boats are being loaded and offloaded. There's sort of nets and lines and spears being prepped, a number of small shacks that look like they might be for storage. And you see men with crab traps that are filled with fresh catch, and they're toting them along, crates of salt to start the preservation of fish. The air is fresh and clean, especially in contrast to the sort of stale musk of the graveyard from the night prior. You stand out a little with your attire, sort of most of the people are dressed in sort of working fishermen sort of attire, some kind of variant of thick overalls tucked into large boots so they can wade into the water. They have a belt or a rope at the waist. And they go to and from, they don't acknowledge you too much. Brief smile, nod. And then you hear a voice kind of ringing out among the fishermen, sort of appealing to a crowd that isn't paying him a lot of attention. Got our poons here. Leaving Mukmoon, need to offload my stock. Come take a look, five gold per harpoon. Best quality you'll ever see. And he catches your eye for a moment. You there, miss. How'd you like to take a look at my fine stock? Say yes and follow me. And he starts to walk. And I kind of smile and nod and, and walk with him. And as you walk with him, he sort of talks again to the crowd. Now this is a woman who knows quality products when she <laughs> sees one. And they sort of aren't really paying much mind. And the two of you walk. <clears throat> and he leads you to a small shack, close to where the city walls meet the water. So you've kind of looped around a little bit in sort of a U-turn. And it's quieter here. And when he opens the door, he waits for you to step inside. And in front, like about five feet from the door, there's a large rack of harpoons that are sort of sitting on a you know wooden rack. Any motions for you to step inside? I step inside. And he steps in with you and closes the door behind. Mm. Let me mix up the music. <laughs> oh boy. You get a music change. Huh? Oh, uh, harpoon music. Mm. Harpooning music. Dives. And he steps forward with me. And he doesn't say anything to you, but he smiles. And he grabs sort of one of the harpoons at the end of the rack mm-hmm. with both hands. And he. And the harpoon rack slides across the floor, and it opens up, and it reveals a small area with a desk, 
dimly lit. And Lieutenant Colonel Massif is sitting there. He's using a quill and ink what? to write out a few notes on a piece of parchment. And his ornate bracers have been set aside. He's detached them and set them aside. And he has a light chainmail vest, but his customary sort of purples and blacks are not seen, instead favoring drabber colors, sort of a brown fabric cape that's held across his shoulders, metal chains drunk across his chest. Sorry for the theatrics. It's all right. Better to be safe. Yeah, I agree. Have a seat, Savira. I'm gonna pull the chair and sit down. How have you been finding Mukmu? Confusing, I think would be the word. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry about uh, secrecy and uh, Putty here is a good actor. And you look over and the man that you saw is no longer there. A different man, a different race, a different face, different clothes. He's showing off for you. Ah. Putty's a changeling. Yeah, I can see that. A useful spy. I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah. And you see the guy kind of like smirk a little and nod back at you. Mukmu's a strange place, one that the Broken Crown knows less and less about as time goes on. Director Skentz used to collaborate with the Broken Crown fairly frequently before they had a formal city watch. Now he keeps mostly to himself. I have something for you that you requested. Now, as I told you before, it won't be useful for what we have planned. But uh, Putty here thought it made sense to get you a handle on how it works, and he reaches into a drawer and pulls it open. And he pulls out sort of a small velvet cloth, like a black velvet cloth. And he unfurls it a little bit. And there's a small stone there, smooth, polished stone, that he hands over to you inside this cloth. Now, uh, you can feel free to try it out, but in 24 hours, or more like 20 at this point, it will become inert, but you should hang on to the stone. It can always be reused later. Yeah, cheers, thank you. Putty's gonna be hanging along in Mukmu for a little while. I'm headed out today. If you need to get me a message for any reason, leave word with the bartender at the scale house. His name's Verkilan. He'll get a hold of it to me. People call him VK, mostly. Okay. I ran into something the other night, something that I thought you might want to know about. All right. The, um, the Lemonade Man, you're not supposed to say his name, but I noticed something. There were children running with their parents. Um, they were passing out lemonade. Yeah. All right. And? I've heard this name, the Lemonade Man. You think he's poisoning the children? I have no idea if he's poisoning the children. I have some of the lemonade. I'd like it tested. I'm not sure where the best place to take it to do that is. Mm. You take it over to the Natural Studies Institute. That doesn't seem like a particularly bright idea, do you think so? Is there someone there that you don't trust? I don't know all that much about it. It doesn't really concern me. I'm not sure I want to be seen walking into the Natural Studies Institute with something that might contain lichenid extract. All right. You could leave it with me, and I'll see what I can find. Also, we um, we helped a man last night, the gravekeeper, Yannick. I know him. He was having a problem. The undead in the graveyard were restless and causing issues. He thinks that it was caused by miasma, miasma going into the ground. 
think maybe a good place to start looking would be underground, if possible. If your friend here knows anything or has any way of sliding into that. Is there somewhere in particular you think we should start looking? Underground is a fairly broad term. Yeah, that's Hmm. unfortunately the only lead I have. Right. I'll see what I can find, but uh, if you hear anything else, get word to Buddy. Will do. Do you need anything else from me? I don't think so. And I'm going to kind of stand up and like... He stands as you stand. Nod. I look forward to seeing you again. And, um... Good luck. Thank you. I'm gonna nod to him and to also. And you turn back again, he's transformed himself again. (laughs) To a different race. He was originally a human, then an elf, now he's turned into a Goliath. (laughs) (laughs) He's the third one. I'm gonna kinda tune out. (laughs) (laughs) And he sort of gives you a smile and a laugh, and he motions out towards the heart of the moon. And it, you can hear the sliding behind you. It doesn't seem like Putty's coming with you. And he, mm-hmm. on the rack of harpoons, rattles. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna kind of uh, meander back through, and I think I'm gonna come back. I think I'm gonna head to Trinketry, actually. I think I'm gonna see the deal. Oh, great. Well, we'll head to Trinketry, where um, the rest uh, of you have come in. Mm-hmm. And you see him there, he, there's no one in his shop at this particular moment. And he's sitting there, it seems like he's in the middle of sort of rearranging the case that broke after he sort of threw the mask and shattered it. He's in the middle of sort of rearranging some of the items in that case. And he sees you. <laughs> Hello. Wadu, how you been? All right. I brought some friends. Yes, I see. We've met. Yes. Um, what? Wadu, yes, Wadu. Do you, um... I'm Wadu. Yes, yes, lovely to meet you. Um, do you identify, um, poisons? I can. Uh, all right, I have a couple, uh, they might be poisons, I'm not sure. Could you identify them for me? Okay. How much would it cost? Uh, one gold pork poison. All right. Jinx. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to give him one first. All right, he takes it, and he's a... Take me just a moment. He sort of goes back into it. He has like a little workspace set up and he sort of puts it in a little rack and he starts to take out some like colored, they're like colored pieces of glass and he's like holding them up like lenses to see and sort of identify the particles in them. And he seems like he's at work for a moment. He has a moment here and you guys are kind of in the gym. He's to be trusted. He identified my mask. (laughs) (laughs) Wait politely for him, sure. Anything else that you guys are saying? And after a little little bit of time passes, he picks one up. This one's pretty common. And he hands it. Assassin's blood. That sounds very dangerous. What does it do? You drink it and you don't feel good after. Like dying? Maybe not that bad. How, what do you mean you don't feel good? Um, he sort of describes the effects as if it sort of, it, it hurts your sort of inside. It deals damage to you. You can pour it into someone's uh, drink or something and it would deal damage. Oh. Alright, um, here's another one. Okay. He takes that one, starts to do the same kind of thing. A couple of the lenses, he seems like he switches it around, he's kind of listening for a moment, you see some bubbles rise inside, and he brings it back. 
This one is um, Serpent Venom. And? Um, this one's a little stronger, uh, also with poisonous to drink. It, it just, again, hurts you like the assassin's blood? Mm, sort of. It also makes you feel weak. And he sort of describes the effects. It also, um, in doing, in by poisoning you, it also uh, like reduces your ability to do activity, your skills, oh, okay. you know, any skills or saving throws or anything like that. Goodness. How does one create either of these? What are the materials used to create them? Mm, they're usually harvested from animals. Serpent venom, got to get it from snakes. Are these, these, are these both fairly common? Yes. Uh, thank you. T- two gold, yes? Yeah. I give him two gold. He takes it. He sh- stuffs it in a drawer. <laughs> um, we do. The, uh, the, the, the bubble shop in the, in the market. Very interesting architecture. Do you know why that is? I don't know. It doesn't look anything like any of the other buildings. No. Wesley's kind of odd. Did he build the building himself? He had it designed, I think. All right. Why is Wesley kind of odd? I don't know. You just said he was kind of odd. <laughs> yeah. You and I are very normal. But yes, Wesley's kind of odd. Right, yes. Is he nice to you? Sure. Okay. We don't talk too much. Okay. All right. Um, well, thank you. Uh, lovely to meet you. Okay. Good to see you again, madam. Okay. Everyone's going to leave. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> say anything as you exit. Yeah. Goodbye, Wadu. It's good to see you again, my friend. How's the... And he sort of gets quiet. Yes. Nothing. It's okay with you. Okay. Did you try it yet? I haven't tried it yet. Okay. I'm waiting until maybe I can afford to have a health potion on me. (laughs) Just in case. Tell me if you use it. You would like to know? Yeah. What would you like to know? I don't know. (laughs) If it works. I would hope it works, right? I hope so too. Okay. (laughs) Well, when I get my hands on the healing potion, maybe I will use it. Okay. Okay. We do, uh... We kind of stand out in the crowd, wouldn't you say? The four of us together? Looks around. You do! (laughs) You did ask. It's true. Has anybody come in here looking for a Goliath by any chance? No. No one asking after Not me, to me. Or any of my friends? No. Hmm. Just one. No one asked about me. No. Hmm. Should I be worried about you? No. Okay. Okay, it's good to see you again. Goodbye. I'll let Bye. you know. Goodbye. We do if I leave and I write to you about the mask. Do I just address it to Trinket Tree? They'll get it to me. Okay. Wonderful. Bye. Bye. Closing the door. Is he always like that? Yes. Uh huh. He's lovely. <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable. Why? <laughs> He's just different. Um, is anyone? Um, is there anyone who looks um, to be rather wealthy walking around nearby? Investigation check. Investigation. Yeah. That's not going to do it at all. Uh, f- six. Six. Uh, yeah, nobody catches your, your eye again. This is 
a lot of people come and go through here, but if you were looking for someone of means, you might try something like the Institute or, or even the Bobble Shop. I mean, they sell jewelry there. It's not all expensive, but um, you know, there might be someone of means. I'd like to just stop a, a random person then. Sure. Just, excuse me. Yeah. Um, that building there, the, the, the Bobble Shop, the weird one. Uh, sure, yeah. Do you know why it looks like that? I, I don't know. It's been here as long as I've been here. I think just the person who designed it liked twisting buildings or something. I don't know. All right. Thank you. All right. He moves along. Do you think that the building is magical? I don't know. It's just very odd. And if Wesley had a hand in... Oh, quiet. Um, if Wesley had a hand in designing it himself, it might point to either where he came from or something he was alluding to or... That's not a bad idea. It's just, it's a, it's a very strange architectural choice, and it seems to mean... People don't just do things randomly. They mean things, I think. Sure. That makes sense. I suppose. Okay. Can I um, turn to Gravy? Sure. Um, before we stray too far, should we try to find out anything more about those names? Talking to who you want to... Right, if we mention it, then we'll all know we know. Exactly. I think we need to be getting into any more trouble. That being said, should I disguise myself and go into the bubble shop? You said you had another plan, perhaps. With what? Fine. Is With it what? about like 12.30 right now or so? Yeah, it's yeah, 12.15. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think I'm going to head on over. Make it a little early. Maybe get a drink and just relax before my friend shows up. To the wet dock? To the wet dock. Okay, well, see you at the cemetery at three. Yeah, right. Perhaps we'll catch you on the way. Happy yeah, travels. Absolutely. Thank you. Have fun. Enjoy the bubble shop. Just uh, stay safe, please. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Makes a way away. You said you had other plans. Mm-hmm. Yes, but not in any immediate sense, though. What was your other plan? To get yes. GGG. Yes, no, I'm following. Uh, Navigapora. You think that there's a copy there? There's a library there? I don't know much about Navigapura. I don't know much about Navigapura at all. It's an absolute estimated educated guess, but it's possible that <laughs> Navigapura might have a copy. It's also possible that Tukchi has a copy. I agree, and that's closer. Orenchuba definitely has a copy. Definitely has a copy. And that's also closer, is it not? Yes. From where we are now, yes. Just saying. <sighs> Is, this too is, it risky? Not, is it not worth trying this? Is it too risky? What if the building dispels magic in some way? What if I go in pretending that I'm trying to sell the mask as a other collector, but I'm a collector of books, not of, of rare magical trinkets? Is that not risky, revealing that you, revealing that you stole a mask from a genie? He she doesn't need to say where she got it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have like a receipt of authentication <laughs> or anything, but would, you know. Would you disguise yourself prior to entering? Yes. Probably as somebody fancy. And then, yes, just ask what price he would give for the mask and claim it's much too low and see what you could buy. Oh, I like that. Yes, make a scene. Okay. Mm, maybe not maybe make, we'll a make a scene. scene. No, don't make a don't scene. Don't make a scene. But Don't. Okay. Um, I think that we should not be anywhere near you when this happens. Like, we should leave 
and then well, you should maybe across the street, <laughs> yes. down a door or two. Yeah, I, 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 yes, but just we should not be. Yes. Right near. We stand out. I do. Oh. I, may, I may as well, actually. What? I, I may also stand out. Yes. Um. <laughs> all oh. right. Uh, okay. Is there a place where I can like duck into a corner or an alley? You could duck between a couple of the buildings. Yeah. So should we go with her while this is happening? Yeah, let's follow. Yeah. Okay. Um, what? So what's the story? Go over practice. Go over the story with oh, us. Oh, okay. That's the, the pressure. Uh, I'm. Uh, yes, hello. I am a collector of rare, mag- uh, rare things, but I am more so interested in expanding my rare books collection. Uh, do you have perhaps any in stock? Uh, miss, this is a jewelry shop. Yes. Well. <laughs> I don't know what do I say to that. I, I heard that you might be the person to ask. You don't think that will put him on edge? Surely people know. He might ask where she heard. This is why we have rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, okay. Uh, I'm looking to expand my rare books collection. Do you have anything like that? Uh, ma'am, this is a jewelry shop. Yes, but I heard through certain circles that you might have other things mm. in back of house. Maybe lead with the mask. To draw his attention and make make it known that you mean that you're serious. Okie doke. I like that idea. Yes, be as vague as possible when you lie. <laughs> I will take that advice from you, thank you. And base as much of it in truth as possible. Yes. Lie, but in the truths of... Okay. Okay. That's if you it. don't lie entirely, it's much easier to remember. <laughs> I don't believe that at all, but okay. Um, to, into an alley we go. Yeah, sort of sneak <laughs> And Graven can kind of stand, like, yeah. in the alley in a way that sort of blocks any kind of vision. You can have them out. Well, how long does it take? It's just, like, an action, right? Uh, yeah. It's just an action. Yeah, so it's quick to for the skies to appear. Yeah, and it'll last for an hour. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Sure. So Orba goes in, and this is a new thing I'm trying, so all of her spells, the verbal ones are going to be infernal. So she what? gets out her crystal. And the verbal component, as she like, kind of does a little gesture with her hands. Let's see. Uh, uh, you sit. And then she changes appearance. Sort of go wild. I was facing the other way. What do you? What is the disguise that you take? Female, same like size and proportions. Uh, human. Um, let's say like a lot of jewelry and earrings and like you know, dangles and whatnot in a nice robe, True. but like a very simple face. Um, yeah, how do I look? Don't get too close to him. Just don't give him an opportunity to touch, to touch you me? or anything like that. We're yes. going to have some problems if he tries to touch me anyways, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here I go. I need you. Um, we'll be, we'll be right here. Right here. Oh, at, at this place where I just disguised myself. Yes, like at the entryway, probably like two doors yeah. away. Maybe. Oh, are you guys hanging in that little alley where she just mm. made this guy? Or uh, can, do we no. have vision of the bottle shop from that alley? No, you'd okay. have to come out a little more out of the street. Let's yeah. find a place a little closer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there like I mean, a, it's a busy area? Yeah, it's not like people standing wouldn't be unusual. So how about that? as I leave the bottle shop, I just walk straight and you join me when you join me. Great. Okay. So we're gonna go to a place where we can see the bottle shop and stand. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
And you see the sort of twisted cylindrical shape of the bottle shop, and it has that roof that has these overlapping slats. You recognize the building. Uh, Safira, make a perception check as you're walking back here into the area. Eight. Eight. So as you're coming back, you see Orba go into... Well... Uh, sorry, you see someone go into the bobble shop, and in addition to that, you likewise see Graven, who stands out, sort of walking a little bit, sort of just sort of like looking around, being not suspicious. Okay. As you're headed to drink a tree. So you don't see Erlen, but you see, you know, he stands so out. So spotting Graven doing that, I'm gonna kind of head over. <laughs> to him or to drink a tree? To him. Okay. And I'm gonna kind of. Are you with Graven? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we oh, were together. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, so we I thought you were like both sort of. Oh no, no, we were together. Right, we were together. Yeah, like, sure. We were able to see so the Now you notice yeah. Erland as you get close to him. Yeah. Were you successful in your travels? I mean, I don't know if successful is it. I just, I, I've been wandering around. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're waiting. What's we're, he doing? We're meeting all by here in a few minutes. Doing some shopping, we got some. Yeah, we, we went to visit Wadu and now we're meeting Olda here. She wandered off. She pulls uh, some oh, poisons. What, what do you mean she wandered off? She needed to go shopping somewhere, I don't know. She didn't tell you where she was going? I think she said. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> was it one of the pubs? Olda's going to a pub. To ask on about her own. someone. I don't Interesting. Know. I'm not Doesn't her really guardian. Seem like something that Olda would do. What? Oh, I asked the group earlier. Uh, <laughs> You yeah. haven't heard anything about um, either the name Urio or Quinton, have you? Urio? Yes, Urio works at the reservation center, and Quinton is the uh, upstart making trouble about the, sis- the rating no, system. No, I haven't heard anything about an Urio, but I did have a conversation with our Quentin. You spoke with him? Yeah. Where? He was hanging around outside. Wasn't he outside the wet dock? He was like near that uh, area. It was near was Scale House, because you were coming from. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, he was outside the scale house with a couple of his friends. He's the one that's making trouble about the yeah. I asked the standing him some system. Yeah, standing system. questions about that. He seems to have the idea that it's corrupt, that people can. Uh, he might not be wrong. Maybe not. Okay. Is there any? I know Skens is looking for him. There might be other people looking for him as well. We do need to be careful not to let our curiosity wander here. We don't need to get involved in government politics right before a scouting mission. Look, no. he said something, and I didn't bring it up. He volunteered this information. He doesn't seem to think it's a problem, the expansion of Mycanid extract into the city. What, he does, what, what do you he mean? He doesn't think it's a problem. Like he's, he he's, doesn't he's okay seem with it. to he's... think it's a problem. He thinks it could grow the economy. He doesn't see any issue with it. When I asked about Mike and Adamix, all of them seemed to feign ignorance, even though... I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it is fairly indisputable that Mike and trade has become a big part of this re- region. Right, but economy. I think we need to keep it in mind. It could be some kind of a... Distraction. If, if, if the distributors of this are involved in local government in any capacity, it, it's possible that he's being used as some kind of a, I don't know, way to get the public's attention away from something bigger going on. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I, I'm, I'm not so sure he's not just an arm of this lemonade man, as they call him. So you think that... It's a front. Maybe it's all 
You think that the local Muslim government is involved with the Mykonid trade? I don't no, see no, no. why that couldn't be a possibility. I, I agree. No, you mean that he is part of the trade and he's trying to start trouble well. with the government to kind of cover for the... To make them focus on him and changing the system rather than focus on the Mykonid problem. I don't think it's a coincidence that Skens hasn't sent anyone over to help Yannick, but they have been spending all this time focusing on Quentin and all the trouble he's been stirring up. Mm. I don't think that... It it could be, but that seems calculated to me. Are we worried about Yannick now? I was worried about Yannick from the moment he said he was going to Skens. Should we not let him go then? Would that tip us off? He seemed to be very comfortable with Skens. If he he says that he told a group of strangers, rather noteworthy-looking strangers, about all of this, does that not put a big target on our foreheads? Could do. That seems to happen wherever we go. The day before would basically try to disappear and scab something. Should we stop Yannick from going to the... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I had an answer as to whether or not Skens could be trusted. So you think everything we learn, it seems like we know less and less. So you think (laughs) Quinton is actually working with the government? I think he could be. I think it's a strange thing to have brought up to a stranger passing through. I think... I think it was strange. I agree. I think the sooner we get out of this city, the better. The faster we get this mission done with, the better. So where did Oppa go to? I don't know. So she went shopping. You know, I'm not things, maybe. I'm not her parent or guardian. I don't follow her around. She's buying back. an enormous amount of paper and ink somewhere. Probably. And as that conversation is happening, we'll go over to the wet dock. And the wet dock is bustling with its sort of afternoon crowd. Front door's actually been propped open with a large wooden sort of stump log that allows the line to poke out into the thoroughfare, like that's coming out from the building into the thoroughfare. And most of the outdoor seating is spoken for. You can see a few of the kitchen staff sort of balancing trays and cups and ales and coffees and things. You can see the steam rising. And on a double set of benches sort of near the exterior wall of the tavern, there's a particularly rowdy crowd, sort of laughing or in good spirits, one man slightly separated from them, and sitting off to the side, minding his own business. A halfling man. He has a plate full of food in front of him, but he's not touching it. In his lap, he sort of is clutching almost too tightly <laughs> a shoulder bag, and he keeps his head down, and the collar of his jacket sort of poking up and obscuring some of his face. But he's most definitely furred. You recognize him from the night before. And the man next to him sort of throws his head back and laughs. Going, <laughs> and in doing so, he bumps into Ferd, which causes him to like instinctually grip his bag even tighter. And you see the man sort of turn and, oh, sorry about that. And you see Ferd kind of, <laughs> and he goes back to sitting on his own. You see? I go out Sure, and he sees you approaching, and as he does so, he sort of brightens up a little bit, and he puts his bag, sort of, not clutching it anymore, but keeping it close by his side. Pizora, have a seat. Third. Good to see you. You too, how you been? Pretty good. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. I am. Me too, actually. I think so. <laughs> um, and he sort of looks you over for a moment. You might have to uh, ditch some of your armaments. 
the shield, the chainmail, the weapon. My plan sort of involves a little bit of deception. You sort of stand out. Right. Um, where do you suggest I would put it? Well, the first house will be walking by the lakeside inn. You could drop your stuff off. You can keep your backpack if you want, but I wouldn't keep anything other than that. Right. Um, maybe I would keep my weapon in my backpack just in case. Uh, it would stick, just as oh, me, it like, would stick out. You could put it in and the, the, the sort of handle would stick out. For definitely. I just would like to have something on me in case we run into any trouble. If we run into any trouble, we're running. Understood. And the mission in all, how long do you think it'd be? I'm thinking 45 minutes per house. Right. Do you know any more about each of these people? Not really. What are you looking for? I've heard the name Micah before around here. You sure you just didn't hear it back at the communes? No. I just wonder if you knew anything more about him. Um, no. Although, you do what you want when you're inside the house if you want to poke around a bit. I just might do that before we go wild. <laughs> he sort of, as you say that, he kind of just gives a peek around. All right, well, the first house we're going to pay a visit to is Chelsea Donitas. Mm-hmm. Chelsea's an avid gardener, and mm. we're going to be making a delivery of soil while she's not home. And he sort of looks over to the side, and off to the side, sort of at the corner of the tavern, is a small wheelbarrow that has a couple sacks of what look to be soil or fertilizer of some kind that seems to be that sort of the deception that you guys are delivering this to the house. Got it. And that's going to make accessing the backyard easy. And we slip in through a door in the back, and we go from there. Is there anything specific you want to destroy, or just Everything sounds good to me. <laughs> And you know how to use spell scrolls? I do. And they each last for ten minutes, so we do upstairs and downstairs. Chelsea Danita's house is two stories. Uh, Micah's is only one, but it's larger, so we'll set it up in a couple of places. Got it. All right. Um, I guess I'm ready to destroy when you are. All right. Um, We'll walk by the inn. You can drop your stuff off. That'll be tough, but sure. Look, and he sort of leans in. I don't want to do this if you're not in it all the way. I am, it's just without any armor, it's a little off-putting. I understand, but the point is to not be noticed at all, and that's going to be more difficult that way. It's more important that we avenge for our, our past. I agree. Our families deserve that much. Let's go. All right. And he sort of gets up and he slings the bag over his shoulder and he walks over to the cart, which he picks up and he starts to roll and you follow him and you move up to sort of the lakeside inn and he stops and sort of puts it down. Sort of motions. We're out here. We'll be out in a minute. All right. I'm going to go in. Take a moment. What are you taking off? What are you keeping? Okay, so everything I have on is... The chainmail. You have chainmail armor, you have a shield that's on your back, and you have the flail. Definitely have to take the shield off. Mm-hmm. 
So I leave that. You could put the flannel in the bag, it would stick out. So that's... People will be like, why does a gardener have a flannel? <laughs> <laughs> I think Fern saw, thought something similar. Yes. <laughs> <I just laughs> a gardener <laughs> This is a very intense gardening yeah. tool. That's how you perforate the ground. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Just, just, you know, hack at it. Yeah. Um, okay. Nasty mole problem. Um... All right, well, then I link the flail and the chain mail. I mean, and my uh, shield. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to put chain mail on underneath, like, your shirt? You could. So it makes noise is one thing, and it's also metal. It's shiny, so it would reflect light. Like, like yes, you could hold it, but if you were moving your arms, the cloak would open up. Like, it's not like a... And it's noisy. Yes, it, would, it makes noise. Yeah. There goes the silencing. So I have to take that off. And then... Well, it wouldn't make noise inside the sun oh. spell. The sun spell negates noise. Guess... It would just be like if you were walking along oh. pretending to be a gardener and right. someone was like, it sounds like you have armor. You know what? On. Just I take it off. I uh, take it off. Mm-hmm. Take off that. Mm-hmm. Zara sort of, for a moment, thinks and like sort I of is like... I I'm like... <laughs> and I think like rub it. I'm like... Oh. And I just take it off. And I put it down. Feels a little naked. <laughs> So I took off the shield, the chainmail. Is there anything else? Like sh- your flail. You like, yeah, the flail. Um, I don't think so, unless you have something else. Most of the other stuff fits no. in your bag. I only have nothing in my backpack, so mm-hmm. I literally just have like money. Sure. Yeah. I wish I took back Erlen's gloves. You have my gloves. And you don't have any potions, I think. I have nothing. Yeah. yeah, I have nothing. So okay. I literally, it's in my backpack is literally just money. And like, is there anything in the room that I could just? Take as a, maybe as a, like a, a little pot lid for just my in head. case, <laughs> uh, like to use as a makeshift weapon. Yeah, you never know. Um, not in this room. No, you might be able again. You might be able to grab something in the house you go to. Like you that's could, true. You could grab a splintered, you know, piece of wood or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I do it, and I like I'm about to leave the room, and I just look at everything. I'm like, I'll be back in 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, That's awesome. and I just like scurry out and like, do we pass the tables like where you would eat as I leave? Uh, sort of. I mean, they, you could see them from you walk down past Prescott, and they're on your right, and the doors on your left, kind of. Okay, and I just nod at Prescott, like Prescott. Yes. Anything good for lunch today? Um, just the special. I think we're serving the same thing for most of the day, trying to get rid of the sausage and the like. Got it. Yeah, just. Go and check it out, and like Please walk do. by the table. Is there like any silverware that's laying down oh. on the table? Uh, there is, but it's wooden. It's not uh, oh. cutlery. There is, there's Clever like girl <laughs> glasses, anything, <laughs> steel mugs. Uh, no, it's all wood because they they're really worried about people breaking it. So yeah. sure they are. <laughs> and I just like look it all, and I'm just like. <sighs> Never mind. You see some guys in the kitchen chopping up vegetables. That's true. <laughs> you don't have to go into the kitchen, but you can see that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go up to the kitchen guy. <laughs> so, and he's there, sort of cutting sausage into a couple. Uh, yep. The meal this morning was just delightful. I'm glad you liked it. You experienced, chef. Well, I've been here for a number of years. Suits oh. me fine. And. Um, I'd have to say everything was so evenly prepared between me and all my friends. Uh, you're quite the schoolman with uh, that knife you got there. Mm, standard knife. I don't have a favorite. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch. Um, there's a bunch of them. I see a bunch of your fellows are using the same one. I've been trying sure. to 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 learn how to prepare such meals, and since I've been here, it's been delightful. 
All right. Well, we're a little busy at the moment, but if you want to come back later, we can um, show you some knife technique if that interests you. Do you mind if I... I'm staying right upstairs, and I'll be back in an hour or so. I was just experimenting to, to help my friends at lunch. Do you mind if I borrow one of your knives? Make a persuasion check. This is wild. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know? It's so elaborate. I love it. 20. Whoa! He looks, at like, he looks over to make sure that there are... <laughs> there's a couple knives like on a rack to make sure that they have enough, That's and he sort awesome. of puts it in his hand, and he hands it to you handle first. Sure, just bring it back when you get a chance. You'll stay in here, right? Yeah, right upstairs. Thank you so much. I, I hope I can prepare something just as well as you. Raggy! And he holds his hand up. Hmm. Bizarre. Nice to meet you. You too. And he sort of waves down Prescott. She's borrowing a knife and she want to practice. And Prescott, oh, all right. Thank you, gents. Sure. And he sort of takes takes another one out of the rack. And I put it in my backpack. And just walk out. Sure. Deferred. Wow. No armor, no flair. What took so long? <laughs> Sorry, the uh, the attendant at the front just asked me something about the weather outside, so I figured I'd humor him. All right. All right, let's go. And he sort of picks up and starts to roll it. And as he does, he sort of talks to you as you're headed in that direction. Now, once we're inside, I'll pick a spot to use the silent scroll. And I'm going to leave my bag on that spot. And a spell's only got a 20-foot radius. So don't get too far away from the back when you're smashing. And uh, as I said, he sort of looks around again as he sort of, I'm here to do damage. And look, it's symbolic, you see. So you can do what you like, but I would be very, very careful about stealing anything from these homes. If it gets traced back to you in any way, I can't help you. You understand? Understood. Clothing, books, anything that might be specific to that home, I wouldn't take it. Just destroy. All right. I got it. And he continues to come. And you guys sort of have a moment as you're, he's wheeling the barrel and you're walking along. You have a little, sort of feels a little lighter on your shoulders. You don't have the shield and, and some of the Ooh. other stuff. So, um, how's life outside the communes? It's stressful sometimes. Yeah. I have to say, first I was being chased and captured, and Ooh. yeah, now I'm out and met some new friends. Captured by some of the commune people. I thought you were free. I was free, but um, to be honest, I feel like I can trust you. Not many people here, you know, you can trust, right? Yeah, I know. Well, in order to fully escape, I sort of pretended to be someone I wasn't, and it, it, it got traced back. Well, I know the feeling. Mm. Like I said, the rate runners aren't being used anymore, but I was never officially uh, dismissed of my duties, so... Is that so? Yeah, I mean, I was out near Orinchupa, comparing prices, and that's when the sale happened, when... Uh, Thomas Pendle sold the estate. I just didn't go back. Hmm. He is uh, quite the guy, Thomas Pendle. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard something like that. Mm-hmm. Not exactly those words. Yeah, well, I have to say, some of the items that we might trash today 
could have his face on him. <laughs> All right then. <sighs> and further, you guys walk on. And we'll head over to oh the bobble shop. And you open the door. And you see the racks of jewelry, and there seems to be one other person in the shop at the moment, sort of a, not overtly wealthy, but someone, they have a nice robe on. It seems like they're picking uh, a, ne- a necklace off of one of the things and sort of holding it up to the robe, sort of comparing it. And you see uh, Wesley sitting there, and it seems like he's sort of politely maybe directing the person to a couple different items, sort of watching them put them on. Mm-hmm. Oh, welcome. Hello. Orba, like, drops her voice a little, knowing that she has to probably sound a little bit older, a little more mature. Feel free to have a look around. I will, thank you. And I just go around as he helps that customer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Try this one. And he takes out another one, and he holds it up. And it seems like the two of them are sort of briefly changed. And the the man kind of, I might come back for this one, thank you. Of course. And then he hands the two ones, and he puts them back on the rack of the person. Okay. Uh, Orba goes up to Wesley. You have a very beautiful shop. Thank you. Uh, may I ask your name? I'm Wesley. Wesley, it's nice to meet you. Um, I uh, am quite a collector of uh, rare items. Jewelry? I have a piece that you might be interested in. My. Uh, I'm not interested in buying at the moment. Thank oh. you. Uh, perhaps trade, or you could refer me to somebody who would be mm. interested in the city. All right, uh, what is the item? Sorry, people just spoke very highly of you about town, so I figured maybe I'm you would be able to assist me. Quite glad to hear that. Um, okay, so my interests have actually been more geared towards rare, and as I say that, I take out mm-hmm. the ceremonial mask, mm-hmm. towards more rare books and whatnot. And I need to... My eyes may be failing me, but that's not a book. Correct. I need to shift some of my finances around. So I'm interested in possibly trading this piece for any particular items in that category. Um, You could try the Natural Studies Institute. They have a number of books there. Would they be interested in trading for something along these lines, though? Honestly, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, anywhere, anywhere else? Uh, perhaps even Tuktu? Uh, you can try there, but I don't know the market there very well, I'm afraid. Okay. Thank you. Um, lovely. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your time. And I put the ceremonial mask back, and I start to turn away mm-hmm. and walk out the door. Am I getting, like, a weird vibe from him at all? Make an inside check. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to. <laughs> Just Inside seven. Uh, like no threatening like presence or Definitely anything. Not threatening. No. Yeah. No. Okay. So, um. You start to turn. Nope. Yeah, I very like I even stop once or twice to like take a closer look at anything to seem like I am not in a hurry to leave. Okay. Um, and like just I'm very comfortable. Even though I want to run, so comfortable. <laughs> so, so comfortable. <laughs> she says, "I am so comfortable." <laughs> um, okay, so I, I take the doorknob and I, I very. Um. <laughs> what exactly is the book you're looking for? I'm particularly interested in any first edition items. 
Nothing in particular, but if you know of somebody who has any kind of collection. Well, that's very broad. I'm afraid I can't point you in that direction. Have a good day. Orba stops and thinks for a quick second. Again, not like in a rush, but she like closes the door. Um, With you on the other side, or are you in no, there? No, no, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, um, I had some family who used to work at the Halls of Transmutation as instructors. So that world is a little bit interesting to me. Mm. Any instructors work first edition that would come from that area? The Halls makes quite a few books. I'm aware. Still need to be more specific then. I think you need to be quite a bit more specific. Perhaps the name of the book you're looking for. Well, I am particularly interested in two authors, um, Samuel Precus and Gormari. And the name of the book? They're both very prolific writers, if I know them correctly. Uh, Orba purposefully has a little bit of a smirk, and she says, perhaps Grimari's giant grimoire? First edition only. You have family at the halls, you say? I used to, not anymore. Hmm. People who work at the halls have a very low opinion of Master Grimari. I am aware. Hmm. I rather enjoy the story. <laughs> I can't point you in the direction of anything contraband or anything like that. But if you're looking for something simply unusual, like a book of that specific nature, mm-hmm. I have a thought. There's a path off the main square, not far from here. It'll lead between two buildings to a back alley, and it'll open up into a small dirt yard with a well. I heard there's a man there who collects rare trinkets. Haven't met him myself. But they say it's the house with the wind chimes. The man's name is Lufami. You could try that. Lufami? Mm-hmm. And may I say that you recommended me? Sure. I don't think he knows me. But oh, really? I haven't met him personally. He might know the name. Oh, I just know some people tend to get a little prickly when you bring up this particular book. Mm. <laughs> I wish not to offend him or make him suspicious. I doubt he would be. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Have a good day. Appreciate your time. And again, very slowly, very calmly, open the door and leave and just straight, just walking straight. Um, As I'm walking, do I, can I spot? Do you guys? Yeah. You guys have been watching the door. You see your exit, so. Uh, Is the fear still with us at this point in time? Yep. Great. Um, Again, we sort of jumped time-wise, so, yeah, yeah, so that didn't take very long. That was sort of real time. So. Um, let's, uh, which which directions are we walking in, actually? Just straight up? Yeah, so sort of into the center of the square. She's walking straight up through the door, yeah. yeah. There's quite a few people here and stuff. Um, so, yeah, if I see them, I'm, j- I'm gonna... I'm gonna say you don't see them right okay. away. Do you guys walk up to her? What do you guys I, I do not. Okay. Great. Um, make a perception check. Okay. Here, sort of trying to keep them out. 
Perception, 15. 15. Okay, yeah, so we'll say as you sort of walk out, again, there's quite a few people here, but above the crowds, you can see Graven's head, he stands, you know, standing tall. So you see him sort of off to the left side. Is he looking at me? Are you looking at me? Uh, yeah, keeping an eye kind of towards sure. the Sure, you make eye contact briefly. Arbo's going like this, really small and really fast, and just keeps walking. But like, still very calmly, but also not so calmly. Okay. I assume I can see her doing yeah. this as well. Sure. Um, Graven sort of can nudge yeah. you and sort yeah. of get your attention. And you're, she's, are you heading towards the same alley? Where are you headed? And the alley is out of sight of Bobble Shop, correct? Like, if, if, if Wesley's like creepily looking out the window at me, he can't. Uh, so yeah, he, he, he described where the location of the alley. Yes, and it's not. Oh no, no, no! no, no, no. I meant the alley where she changed. Oh, oh! I, yeah. I thought you guys said you didn't stay in that alley. They didn't. We did not. Yeah. Didn't. Oh, oh you're heading there. there. Got it. Yeah. Got it. As Sorry. long as that doesn't yes. look like I'm, he can see me ducking into a creepy alley. No, because no, he, he also, he also, yeah. you close the door behind you. Sure. Yep. I don't know his. Sure. I don't know his thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go into that alley. Okay. Would I have caught the nudge between? Yeah, you can. You can also see that the two of them are kind of tracking someone across the crowd. Yeah. Um, a problem? Not yet. Mm-hmm. What are you looking? Oh, for fuck's sake! Calm down. Whoa. I don't. I don't. Nothing yet. I just the thought. I, I thought I saw all that. It's unbelievable. I thought I saw the tiefling. Both of you at the same time thought you saw the tiefling in the crowd. Where'd you go? I don't know. That's what we're waiting to find out. You're waiting to find out. You saw her <laughs> in the crowd and you didn't go, Hi, Orba, come over here. You're just going to sit there and wait to find out where she went. Do you think she's going to magically send you a message? Uh, I think sh- she might just walk up to us in a moment or two. So, yes. Not that's not magic, but I think she's going to walk up to us in a moment or two, yes. What are you doing while this conversation's happening? Uh, I'm, I'm like having a little bit of a moment in the alley, and I, I okay. drop my disguise, but I'm not coming out. Okay. Like, I'm like sure. collecting myself. Sure. I'll go back to you. <sighs> how, how much time has passed since she's gone in the alley? Has it been like a couple minutes or a couple oh, no, seconds? Oh, no, yeah. 30 seconds, 45 seconds. <laughs> Anything you'd like to share? Absolutely not. Okay. You? Well, cheers then. It's been lovely seeing you. I'm supposed that I'll see you at three. At the sanitary. Three yes. Cemetery, yes. Okay. And I'm gonna like give them both a look like you guys are both jerks <laughs> and kind of just head off. I'm gonna go actually to the general store, which is Hazen in the things. same sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's close by. Yeah. Okay. And we'll stay with you guys for a second. <laughs> She looked upset. She looked Not upset. The <laughs> let's go. Should we? All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's Check on her. Yeah. Let's walk over. Sure. You guys make your way over the hill. You see her there. Or not looking up. She's kind of like going through something. Is everything all right? Uh, I did. What, yeah. Everything's okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. What I'm happened? Okay. I'm okay. Uh. Well. Um. He, uh. He's a little frightening, to be quite honest. Um, frightening? Yes. Uh, well, he frightened me. Anyways, um, I, I got information. Um, he doesn't have the book. Um, I had to... He was very 
insistent that I mention particularly which book I am looking for. That's Well, that's expected. You're trading or selling or buying. Yes, well, I was trying to just be a little bit vague, like you told me to, and he made me be very specific. You did tell him to be vague. You did, he did tell me to be vague. Thank you. <laughs> I, said when, I said to be vague when you're lying, not when you're asking for things. Okay, anyways, continue. So well, Maybe less. So, uh, he knows that somebody's looking for GGG first edition. He recommended that I go to this place. It sounds really ominous, but it's a path through two buildings on the dirt road. It leads to a well. There's a collector. There's a wind chime on his house, and his name is Lufami. He said that he might be able to help. Um, and is there any... Do you, why, did, why does that scare you? This all seems good. I don't like how he said it. This might be too far down the rabbit hole for our for our current trip in this city. Certainly before the scouting mission, perhaps. I find I, I just found it odd. I said GGG, and then he said, no, I cannot help you. And then I went to go leave, and then he brought up this place. Are they so touchy about anything dealing with micro extract that, like... GGD isn't specifically a... No, that's what I mean. It, 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 I don't... I don't know. I don't know why that would be suspicious. Well, anyway, that's what happened, so... Use that information how you want. Did he say where the alley was? Yes, he said it's off the square. There's a path um, between two buildings, and it leads to a dirt road. He gave you a little more specific. You would know where to look for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sorry. To, no, that's no, just what I wrote down. Yeah, yeah. That's it might be a little too off the beaten track. One. Too obvious that we were. The one of us, you, you and I should not be. No. You don't feel good about keeping your disguise and following this. Oh, lead. I dropped it, but. No, I mean, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, re. Keeping up the charade? Yes. You don't feel comfortable? I, I wouldn't blame you. I'm just asking. Why did this. Is this a traitor of sorts? Who's this man in the alleyway? He didn't really specify. Just, he didn't even, he said, I asked if I could uh, say that I was um, guided there by Wesley, and Wesley said he never met him, which I also find strange, and I feel like he's lying. I don't know. It just all felt very strange. Well, you are dealing with some sort of black market. Mm-hmm. Whether it's particularly nefarious is... I mean, what we're, what we're dealing with is some sort of illegal trade, whether or not it's, it's specifically nefarious or has anything to do with any of the things that we are here for remains to be seen. Right. Okay. All right. Well, if this is how black markets work, then... Yeah. Okay. You'd like to keep pursuing this? We should at least look at the alleyway. Yes? Oh, well, I mean, you and I perhaps should not go anywhere near the alleyway. So perhaps Orba should disguise herself and look at the other way. You can say no. We need this book. Okay. It's up to you. Is it possible? I don't know enough about magic. Is it possible to dispel? How, how easy is it to dispel this to discover you? I mean, if anybody has something set up that would dispel magic, you saw the orb in... In, um, uh, yes, in Armand's carriage. Thank yes. You, yes. carriage, yes. Anything Just as, like a, that? as a sort of knowledge 
about the arcane arts. Yeah. The item that Armand had, that's a very rare item. Okay. That's an exceptionally rare item. The ability to dispel magic is not super rare. Like, to cast a dispel magic right, spell, but it that's not super rare. Right. For someone who knows how to do magic. But the actual item itself like that, that would be very rare. Right. Just so you could come upon a, a magic user that could just be like... And like... If he knew what he was looking for? Yeah. 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 I mean, if he, if he suspected that she was disguised or something, yes. We need this book. But is this something we can do tomorrow to be it today? I don't know if there's a difference, is there? Is there anything else that you're the, ones, well, the, you're the ones who saw this Marvin Bishop and whether... Well, the, differ- the difference again is after we finish the scouting mission, we're free to cause as much trouble as we like, frankly. I can wait. <laughs> can you wait? Or do you not want to wait? I don't think if there's one here today that it won't be here tomorrow. I suppose that's true. I don't I, I don't quite understand why you were so you found this so ominous, it seems. No, I just not don't all the sorry. I've never done anything like this before. It felt dirty. Well, Sometimes get a bit dirty. I don't like lying either. That I understand. Is there any way either of you could just dis- disguise me, or I'm quite comfortable lying? No. I know. I can't do that. No. No. I, th- I think digging too too much too too much deeper in the city will only cause trouble. All right, we'll wait. Need you guys have a thing for a moment. We'll go over to Hayes and things for a second. Um, and I'm ready to take my shoes off when I get out the door. He I'm turns as if to go, take it, and yeah. he sees you. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Welcome back. Old hat. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm looking for small uh, vials of some kind. Do you have anything like that? Sure. And he takes over. He takes out a little box and opens it, and there's like a number of small, just empty like glass vials. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. yeah. Could I it's, get uh, four of those? How much? Uh, it's just five copper for each. Okay, cheers. Um, so I'm gonna take, I'm gonna get four of those little vials. Sure. Um, and then kind of nod to him, give him the three, it's three copper, right? Uh, five copper five each, copper so two silver. Oh, Jesus, two silver. Mm. I'm gonna kind of nod, um, put those in my bag. And Anything have, else you're looking for? Do you have a bathroom? Um, those outhouses on the street. Okay. Uh, of course. I'm going to walk out and, and try to find an outhouse. Sure, there are some public outhouses that are yeah, around. You can step into one. I'm going to step into one. Is it like a private stall? Yeah, you go and close behind you, and there's a whole wooden plank with a hole in it. Doesn't okay. smell good in here. So in the in the stall, she's kind of going to, you know, take out one of the little vials and carefully as she can pour some of the... So the radioactive the lemon. Just <laughs> Just flat dexterity, not on your skills. Just oh, like, yeah. uh, eleven. Eleven. So you do a pretty good job. How much do you want to pour? So you had like a flask, but it I wasn't want to totally fill full. Of a... Two of these little vials with. Uh, do I have enough for that? Are they too big? They'd be. They both. They wouldn't both be full. Full. They'd both be more than like three quarters. You can put three quarters full in both of them. 
And that would be everything that I have? Everything in the flask, yeah. Okay. Vials um, are decent size, they're not like tiny. Okay, then I'm just gonna fill up one sure, vial. Full. And yeah, and there's a little bit left in your flask. Okay, yeah. um, I'll put those in my backpack. And then I'm gonna put those sort of back with me, and then I'm gonna head over to Trinketry. Okay, you do um, so. Uh, okay. What time is it roughly, by the way? Uh, 1.30, almost 2 o'clock. Okay, I'm sort of getting in that area. And you go over to Shinkatree, and Medu's waiting. Hi. Hello. Um, I've got something for you. I'm not sure what it is. I was wondering if you could maybe identify it for me. More poisons? Someone came in here looking for poison identification. Oh, you know, I'm not sure what this is. Um, you should be careful with it just in case, but just wanted to know. How much would that be? One gold to identify. Okay. And I'm gonna put a gold sure. on the... He takes it, he goes over his little workspace again, he takes it out. He sort of starts to look at it, and you see sort of a look of confusion on his face. <laughs> and he kind of holds it up. Where did you get this? Um, I found it, weirdly. <laughs> Smells like lemonade. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of have a sweet aroma, doesn't it? So... What do you want me to do with it? Uh, just see if there's anything else in it other than lemonade. Okay. And he goes, and he sort of like, he doesn't know which tool to use. He kind of holds up like a glass and then another one. And he sort of wafts a little bit. Not that I can tell. Okay, um, would you want anything to say? I could, um... No, 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 that's all right. That's really fine. Um, thank you. I have that back now. Uh, would you? Thanks, would do. And I'm just gonna <laughs> you could the... try the Natural Studies Institute. Yes, I could. Yes, I could. Thank you. That's a good suggestion. I'm gonna kind of put it back in my thing and and, and walk back out. <laughs> He's sort of. Oh. <laughs> 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 would do. Sorry. So Close this form. Um, I do. From afar. Okay. Um, and you said it's like one around one. Yeah, one thirty. Um, so we're gonna go back to Bazaar, but where are you guys kind of headed? And going? Uh, I, I gotta head to Valclubs then. Okay, you head in that direction. Uh, I, I let them know that I need yeah. to head to Valclubs. Sure. I want to head towards the scale house. Okay, and invite them if they wish to come. Perhaps a quick trip to the Lakafuyu Temple, see uh, the Goliath Priestess. I don't. I, I'll, I'll just meet you at the cemetery then. You'll be okay on your own. I, I hope this is just a. I hope I just give this person the antidote and that's the end of it, I <laughs> Okay. Sure. Do you know where this is in case something comes up and you don't make it to the ceremony? It's right next to the cemetery. Oh, okay. It's well, all very close to the cemetery. Great. Yeah. All right. Please be on time. All right. You guys all start to Bizarro. With Ferd, heads into the southwestern sort of area of the sun. Not where the Broken Crown station is, but sort of in this nook, kind of close to the shoreline. Mm-hmm. And the houses are a little farther apart here, and the breeze off the water sweeps between them, kicking up a little bit of dust. And you can see some of the horses that are trotting along the cobblestone. You can see the manes kind of gently blowing. And Ferd pushes the wheelbarrow sort of along the cobblestone here. And he sort of moves towards a house coming up on your left. A sturdy kind of redwood construction and a welcoming covered front porch that doubles as a balcony on the second floor. So it has a porch and a covering and then a balcony on top. And without missing a beat, like he's done it a hundred times before, Ferd veers off the path onto this sort of little sandy kind of gravelly trail that looks like it's leading around to the back. 
and he nods and smiles at a neighbor who's kind of sitting on their porch. It looks like they're reading, and they look up briefly at the two of you and kind of smiles and goes back to reading. I nod as well. Mm -hmm. And you start to see a lush and expansive backyard garden. Sunflowers, hyacinths, chrysanthemums, a number of other flowers you don't recognize. And it looks like Chelsea Donita, who owns the place, has started experimenting with topiary as well. There's a few kind of sculpted shrubs, and it looks like one of them, kind of a large one, is sort of in the half done. It looks like an owl bear. It looks like she's in the middle of turning yes. this kind of shrub into like a, an owl bear shape, standing tall in the center of the yard. And Ferd sort of shh, and he puts the wheelbarrow down. And he starts to open the sacks. He takes out like a small knife, sort of pocket knife, and he's sort of I'm gonna spread it so that when we walk out, we don't have full sacks. Got it. And he takes it, and he starts to just sort of, he's not really, he's just dispersing it around the yard. Yeah, not to, so he, there's a couple of sacks, and he does this with each one, and he kind of, and you can help him do that. She really does love her plants. Yeah, so I've heard. If we get a chance, we might want to hack down one of these. <laughs> And you're not abusing halflings, I suppose you get bored in your time. Hmm. And he continues to sort of, he's sort of shuffling the soil along. And he looks around, and nobody's here in this backyard. And he kind of looks over to the door, and look, there's a simple sort of back door, and it does look like there's a lock, and you see him sort of open up his bag and reach in and pull out a small set of lockpicks. Guys, you have been quite prepared for this. You have no idea. And he sort of takes the thing, and he opens it, and he heads over towards the door. And he begins to work on the door. He's looking around kind of as he does it, and it's pretty well covered back here, especially with some of the topiary with things. The huge and, yeah, there, you know, it's, there isn't that much danger of being seen here. And finally, he sort of... And he... He got it. Come on. He heads inside. And the door opens into a well-furnished, tasteful dining area. And you can see to your left a kitchen, well-stocked, pans and knives, good quality, hanging on racks across the walls. Mm -hmm. And you watch his furred and his eyes kind of wander to the right, which looks like it's a kind of sitting room. And he runs his eyes over a number of items. Candle holders, an abacus, vases, a rack of wine, a mirror, silver decanter. There's a ship in a bottle set up on a mantelpiece. And he sort of looks like he's kind of clocking these things in his mind. Mm -hmm. And then he takes the bag off his shoulder and kind of plops it down in the middle of that sitting room area. And he sort of gently takes out a page. Are you ready? There's a lot of good smashing to be done in here. Let's do it. Where are you going to put it? And he sort of plops his bag down sort of here. We'll do one on the bottom floor. And then we'll head up to the second floor and do one up there. You ready? Ten minutes. And he smiles at you, and he holds his hand up. And that's where we're going to go to break. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Before we oh jump into oh the uh, Adventures of Bazaar and Fur. Oh my god! <laughs> Um, so we'll come back and we'll jump right into that. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We're just going to take a quick 15 minute break and we'll be back. See you then. Bye! <laughs> Tabletop Notch is made possible through the support of fellow adventurers like you. 
Consider subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch. The amazing thing is you can do this for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. You may also follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Tabletop Notch for updates, announcements, and really funny stuff. If you miss an episode, venture to our YouTube channel for recaps of previous chapters. But that's enough of that. Back to our story. We're back. Do I need to move that? Yeah, just a little towards John. Raise your hand if you bump the camera like a fool. <laughs> wow! I'm just, honestly, it's mostly it's me. Shame. Most of the time, it's me that bumps mm. the camera. I kiss the stand. That looks better. Lean forward, John. Oh yeah, yeah, Do yeah, the yeah. Lean. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying something important over here. Yeah. Why are you so creepy? <laughs> that looks good. Thanks. All right. Nobody saw session zero, but I want you to know that's the voice you. Yeah, that's what our list is. Yeah. Yeah. We'll bring him back. Why? You guys took my pencil? No, there. No. Okay. It's, well, do you need your pencil? <laughs> it's okay. I have a pencil that I'm not using. Thank you. Okay. Sheer chaos. Yeah, we're really nailing it. <laughs> and we return. Speaking of chaos. Oh, Night oh, Much, oh, thank oh, you for oh. the sub before we start. Oh, yay! Thank I'm you. writing your name down. Night Much, thank you. <laughs> I know I'm off. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Mom. We return to the interior of Chelsea Danita's house. Mm. And Ferd holds the scroll out. And he looks to you. Ready. As ready as I'll ever be. And he puts his other hand on it. And he starts to... And as he's talking, the edges of the page begin to sort of disintegrate into a mist. And at the last second... As it's just about to disappear, he looks up at you. start to go up and he takes out the second sheet and now you're up in a bedroom area this sort of large master bedroom are there mirrors there are (laughs) (laughs) and up in this room you see look around and the two of you immediately start to like take notes at what's around two mirrors Multiple wooden stands that are displaying expensive looking clothing it looks like there's a number of sort of racks that are sort of displaying There's a pair of chalices on a dresser, some books, a glass pitcher, some bottles of perfume. There's a woven tapestry on one of the walls near one of the windows. And there's a large wooden cabinet that seems to have a little lock on the outside of it. And Ferd doesn't notice that right away. And he starts to take out the scroll. Wait. Why is that one locked? And he looks up to where you're pointing. Not sure. I know we need to move, but could you pick it before we open it? Before we smash everything? Let's do it while the silence is in effect. Sure. See what's inside. And he puts the other hand. And the edges start to disintegrate. And once again, 
and gets your attention, and he points to the cabinet, and the two of you, and he takes out his picks. And he opens it up, and there's rows of potion bottles. Different colors. All different colors. <gasps> like a, a, a rainbow of blues, greens, reds. Not anything you've seen before. It doesn't appear to be any healing potions, and it doesn't appear to be any... Hot, hot juice. <laughs> yes. It doesn't appear to be either of those, but a number of potions. And he sort of looks at you. And he puts one hand in. <gasps> no! You can't hear it, but the potions start to rattle and hit the ground. And you do, are you grabbing him? Yeah. So he pushed one row away and... There's a number of different colors. There's a light green, there's a dark green, a deep red, there's a light blue, there's a sort of a light the purple. first thing I thought of was bright green. You grab one of the bright greens, <laughs> you stuff in your bag. <laughs> and you guys go down. And you go out the back and oh my close God. it behind you. Oh my God. And he sort of looks at you and smiles. Two scrolls left, one house left. First was successful. Get your barrel. And he goes over to the wheelbarrow and he sort of like, sort of shakes out the empty part of the sack. And he puts it back in. So there's a couple like empty sacks in the middle. I just like take some excess dirt and just rub it on my face. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cute. Very cute. And he picks it up. And he moves along. And as you're sort of exiting out this area, you see the neighbor there still sitting with the book. And this time the neighbor doesn't even look up as you guys pass in. And Ferd kind of looks up just to check and then just keeps pushing along. And the person kind of turns a page and looks up for a moment. <laughs> and Ferd moves along. Now, <clears throat> Micah's house doesn't have a back entrance. So we're going to be going through one of the side windows. Oh, boy. Now, there's an alley between it and the next house. It's got good coverage. And for this one, we're going to take some of the world's general ignorance about halflings and use it against them. How so? I'll show you. He takes the barrel. And you two start to move. You start moving northeastward, kind of. Okay. And you start to move through the square. We're going to check in <sighs> on Erland oh. as he heads up to Baklov's house. As the sort of just, you, you were given the description of where his house is, sort of at the north end of town, near the gates. Not knocking the gate. Just make sure. Right. So many cups. What so many cups. And a camera. Sorry, I'm just going to find the right thing. Nice job. I have notes on this somewhere. I'm not going to they're gone. Oh, there we go. Green juice. Green juice. <laughs> and you take the familiar streets north, but this time you bank off to the left after reaching kind of the area of sort of around Gwendolyn's Drinkery. And you head into sort of a small extension of the city walls along the east coast, or the north coast, that makes this kind of large alcove with a number of two-story homes that have the appearance of duplexes. It looks like they have separate entrances. These aren't like 
nice two-story houses. It looks like there are two houses stacked on top of each other. So it's fairly compact. This yeah. is that alcove sort of up, uh, like almost across the path from the cemetery up here? Yeah. Yeah, yep. great, great. Yeah, but you're still inside the city walls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So near 14, I think, is the number. Yeah, it's exactly. not 14, but it's near there, yeah. So you follow that, and you get to... You follow our directions, and you get to one of the houses that has kind of a raised entrance, so it, it's the second unit, and it has kind of a staircase that leads up, and it's a little shielded from the street, and it has this kind of roof that's overhanging, and it creates this kind of shaded little area out. It's not dark, it's not hard to see, but it's a little dimmer from the bright sun of the afternoon. Is this area fairly well populated as well, or is it pretty quiet? It's fairly quiet. You've definitely passed by. Some people, it's not empty, okay. but it's it's definitely not as packed as most of the sun that you walked through. Okay. And you pass a couple of people to get here, and while nobody says anything or impedes you, you do feel like you have some eyes on you. And some of the people wearing things, they're not destitute, but they're not wearing nice clothes, and they get the sense that they know their community well and they don't recognize you. So nobody, like, stops you, but you get a couple sort of looks All right, I'm gonna like moving by. Just keep my pack close. Sure. And as you move close, you start to hear a little bit of noise coming from the second floor, and you've been told that the second floor is, is where blah, blah. You hear a little bit of sort of thumping. So they're like sort of narrow townhouses, and there's a bottom floor and a top floor. Yes, which are two separate which are two separate Yes, right, right, and right. Bob is one of the second units. Yeah. And you hear a little bit of sort of <laughs> rattling and shaking, maybe some a piece of furniture being moved or something. You hear some sort of noise like that. Okay. And then it's quiet for a moment. Um, I would. Are there windows at the front of the house? The front of the house. Like if I go up the, is like there's a landing in front. Yeah. So if you go up the stairs, there's a little landing, yeah, yeah. and then the doors immediately on your right, and then there's another window, another a few feet further on your right as well. Okay. I would like to. Um, are there are there people around me at this particular at this exact uh, now moment? that you've walked up the stairs? No, no. Like no. so, if I'm going to the stairs, I want to. If there's no one around me to see me from the outside, I would like to try and sneakily walk up the stairs so I'm not heard. Sure, make a stealth check. Mm-hmm. Um, sneaky. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. So you step in. The construction's old, so there's a little bit of squeaking and groaning, but you have time. You're not in a rush, so yeah. you do it lightly and slowly, and you hear a little bit of the. But it doesn't make a lot of noise, nothing sort of... It doesn't draw anyone's attention that you can tell. Um, as I'm getting closer, can I tell what's going on inside? You don't hear voices at this particular moment. Again, you hear a lot of thumping, okay. some sort of... Sounds like something got knocked over. And I can't see in the window yet. Uh, no, you'd have to pass by the door, although the door doesn't have a window on it. It's yeah. solid. Yeah. So I want to yeah, continue moving across the landing, past, uh, past the door... And I want to uh, try and peek into the window uh, without being seen. You get to the window. The curtain is drawn. Okay. There's a little bit of space. Make a perception check. Eight. Yeah, so it's hard. As you peek in, the, the there is a little bit of space, but you go to the right and left, and you can't see anything in that sort of narrow window opening there. Okay, does it seem like there are any other ways to get to the second floor... Uh, like, what's the layout of the building look like? If I were to look, look around the sides, like, are, uh, so are, you, are there ways up other than the front door? Uh, to this, to the second floor, no. Okay. It's just this staircase and a little small landing here that's about 15 feet long. Are there other windows? 
uh, on other sides of the house, yes, but there's no landing, so the landing doesn't go all the way around the house. Yeah, and the house is not constructed that I could kind of like scale over and peek in. You'd be climbing the side of the house. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Climbing yes, the house. but you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the front door then. Um, so everyone's gonna walk to the front door, and I want to like put my ear up to the door and see if that gives me any extra information. Make a perception check. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, nineteen. You hear sort of a. Shh, 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 it's okay. Shh, 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 shh. Oh. Like right on the other side of the door? No, it doesn't sound like it's, it just sounds like she's doing it loudly. It doesn't sound like it's right there, but it sounds she's just saying it very loudly, so you can hear it. Oh, there's a lady talking, saying that <laughs> is, does it sound like melody? It does not sound like melody. Um, and it doesn't sound like it's right on the other side of this. It doesn't sound like it's right on the other side. Okay, I would like to see if that door is unlocked. You're gonna turn the door. I would like to quietly see if the door is unlocked. Uh, it doesn't seem locked. I'm gonna quietly open the door. Make a stealth oh my check. Goodness. Uh, twenty-one. You push it and it opens quietly, and you even are able to sort of anticipating a little bit of a caution. You open it and you stop immediately because you see a chain yeah. lock on the other side of the mm. door. So you didn't sort of open it and make a rattle, but you open it a little bit and you see the chain. And it's yeah. not possible for me to get through that. Oh no, it's, it's very small. It's like this, you know. You ain't that skinny. Uh, can I hear anything now that the doors open? <laughs> there are more of the sort of, uh, sort of calming noises or shh, it's okay, it's okay, shh. She said Vaclav was a, was a guy, right? I'm not a man. She did? Okay. Um, there's no way for me to like reach my hand in and undo the, cha- the chain lock. Would you like to try to do that? <laughs> Does it still sound like that sound is happening from far away? I mean, it sounds like it's... The, it doesn't seem like the house is very large. Okay. It seems like it's in maybe the next room over, but even, even if it was on the other side, that's no more than 25 feet. I mean, mm. it's not a large building. Okay, um, let's, uh, I'm going to keep that front door open, uh, but I'm going to stop, and I'm going to go back, and I want to go to the edge of the landing, and I want to climb over to that window. Oh my god. To the next window to the next over. Window. <laughs> okay. Maybe. How high is it? Uh, it would one be story like, up, is it like yeah, a very, it would be like a 12 foot drop. 12 Okay, that's fine. It's also, I mean, you're you're still on the side that's kind of in this alley, kind of, but you're getting close to the corner, and there's a street on the other oh, side. Oh, okay, okay. So you are still in this alley. There's coverage, but you're getting closer to a more open. Street. Can I see if can I if, can I just by looking can I see if the shades are drawn on that window? Make a perception check. Um, ten. Ten. You peek. Looks like the shades aren't. Okay, Uh, I'm gonna kind of step off the edge and kind of try and climb my way over to that window. Make an acrobatics check. (laughs) 11. 11? So you perch your foot and there's sort of these shingles kind of coming off that you are able to get your feet on. And you pull and the window's not too far and you're able to sort of grab the sill and kind of slowly shimmy yourself over. And at one point there's sort of a and some of the shingle kind of goes down. No one seems to notice, but you kicked off one of the shingles. Okay, I'm going to f- freeze and make sure no one's moving. Or does it sound like the sounds are still going on inside? It does sound like the sounds are still going on. Can I now peer in? You can now peer in the inside. I would like to peer in 
quietly, like... And there's a woman holding a man kind of up against her, like with her arm around her head. And again, she, you, now this window's closed, but you can sort of see her sort of making the sh- 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 noises. And the man, there's a man in her arms who's shirtless. And there's a number of sort of lumps on his body, like one here, one here, one on his neck, that seem to be sort of green tinted-ish in color. Does she seem to be strangling him or comforting him? She seems to be comforting him as far as you can tell from here. Okay, great. Um, And is the man conscious? You can't tell. Okay, I'm gonna... I'm gonna climb back over to the landing. Sure. You know the way back. Yeah. And I want to quietly close the front door. Make a stealth check. (laughs) 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 Um... Uh, uh, seven. seven. So you go, and it on the way back, it sort of, as it clicks, it makes a louder click. And you hear sort of the shh, and the sound as, stops for a moment. As soon as I hear that, so the door's closed, yep, but it made a click. Closed. As soon as it made that sound, I'm knocking on the door. <laughs> and you hear, there's sort of a pause and a silence. And you hear a little bit of, like, shuffling. And you hear sort of a, something that's moved across the floor. And someone comes up, and opens the door, and you see a woman there. And she's has sort of a frustrated look on her face. And you look down, and she's barefoot. She kind of has a knee-length skirt, okay. sleeveless blouse. Her arms and forehead look like they're glistening with sweat. Mm-hmm. And she breathes heavily, and she's kind of pushing the hair out of her eyes. And she doesn't, op- she doesn't take the lock off. She sort of opens it so she can peer through. What the fuck do you want? I, I, I was, I'm here to visit Valklav. Are you okay? I'm fine. What do you want? Uh, Adam Melody sent me. For what? To help Valklov. In what way? To you can't see him. Apparently, he's ill, and I and I was sent to try and help him. She is ill. Valklov. He is ill. I'm sorry. Is Melody ill? No. I'm here to help Valklov. She sent me to help him. What do you have for Valklov? I have something to perhaps alleviate his sickness. She holds out her hand. I'm gonna give her the note. Not the not the collie, the note. She snatches it out of your hands. She looks at Where are the pellets? I have the pellets. I know how to administer them. Make a deception check. Mm-hmm. 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 Eleven. Mm-hmm. She looks at you and she looks back at the note for a second. And she stops the note towards you and pushes it back against you. Fuck off! <gasps> she closes the door. Um, can I hear what what she did? Like, after the door closed? Mm-hmm. So you're sort of putting your ear up against yeah. the door? Sure, make a perception check. Oh my goodness, dude. <laughs> Eight. It's hard to tell. You hear some sort of general noises. Um, some sort of general some, some things moving around, maybe. You can't hear her say anything at that point. He hates this guy. Um... Uh, uh, can I, hmm, <laughs> um, I'm going to knock again. Okay. You hear a little bit, and it sounds like you hear some footsteps, kind of, and she doesn't open the door, but you hear on the other side, what do you want to save his life or not? Fuck. Off. You're sentencing him to death. 
she opens the door again and <laughs> rattles. And as soon as she and as soon as she opens it, I want to hold the uh, the pellets, mm-hmm. but far enough away from her that she can't like just grab them. Sure. <sighs> Give it. I will administer them. No, you won't. Why are you so adamant? Because I don't know who the fuck you are. Well, what choice do you have? I have the choice to not let you into my fucking home and let this man die. I don't know that you're gonna help him. Do you know what this is? No. It's collie and charcoal. Well, I don't fucking know what that is. (laughs) It gets poison out of a body. Then give it, and I'll give it to him. Do you know how to administer it? During this conversation, there's sort of a choking sound in the back, and she looks, and she closes the door again. Um, okay. Uh, um... Is it? It's in a bag, right? Like, yeah, it was in like a little burlap thing that's uh, at the top. It's like tied in a in a little string. She shoved that paper back at me, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. One second, yep. let's take a quick second to remind myself. Give back my paper. <laughs> How many pellets are in this bag? If I look in the bag, it looks like it's one. There's one pellet in the bag. Bummer. And it's like decent size. It looks like like size of a cherry or something. Ooh, like. That's a pellet. Um, it's a lozenge. Huh? Fisherman's friend. Can I speak? Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say uh, um, near the door so that hopefully mm-hmm. she can hear me, but sure. not loud enough that I'm causing it. I don't, I don't want to yell loud enough that however loud that is. Sure. Um, uh, I want to what? say, um, <laughs> I just don't want to be heard on the street. We get sure. it. Unless someone was like yeah. coming out of the unit below, they, they wouldn't necessarily hear. Right. <laughs> I have one pellet. How am I to trust that you're going to use it? And you hear some sort of general commotion rattling. She doesn't respond to you. Is it would it conceivably be possible for me to break this door down without making it loud? Uh, without making it loud, no. Uh, break it down in terms, like, yes, the chain is pretty small. You could definitely bust the door open. But it would be loud. Yes. Um, it would definitely make a bang. So there's there's no way I can, like, open the door and, like, try and break the chain? It's too thin, yeah, not really. You'd have to, you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to, like, pull it from this side. You really have to, like, hit it from that, from the outs, in the exterior. Is the window unlocked? Uh, it's hard to tell. Can I try? Uh, the window on the, that's on, the, on landing. the landing. Can I try and mm-hmm. just lift it? You try to lift it and it clicks. And it looks like there's a little latch hook on the other side that has it closed. Looks weaker than the chain. Oh. <laughs> Could I conceivably break that without making noise? The latch? Maybe. Mm. I would like to try. Okay. Make, give me a dexterity, a flat dexterity check. Stop. These are truly terrible. Stop using that die. Five. Five. Use that one. Die jail. Yeah, yeah, die jail. You go and pull it, and the old construction, you sort of give it a... And in doing so, it clicks against the top, and the wood sort of warps, and it... And the glass... You see, like, a vein of of broken glass, like, come down. A couple pieces come off of the window. Did I... Is there a a gap now underneath? Uh, yeah. Of the window? Yeah. Um... I'm gonna throw the I'm gonna throw the uh, collie and charcoal inside. Okay, make another. Uh, make I'm just gonna like if it's open, I'm just gonna sort of toss it in. Okay, make a dexterity check to sort of throw throw it where they would see it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, dexterity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again. Just Eleven. Eleven. Okay, you give it a and you see it kind of hit the floor, and you could hear a little bit of like stop, stop, it, stop, and then there's sort of a pause, and you see a hand 
grab it, and you see it grab and pull it out of the way. You can't see, like, where she is, but you saw a hand reach out and grab the pellet away. Okay. Um, as far as I know, you're supposed to put it in his mouth, right? That's what Melody, did Melody didn't give us any information. She didn't give you anything more than that. It's a suppository. Yeah. Uh, it's a really it's shape. <laughs> put it up his nose. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of crouch down by the open window and say, um, look, as far as I know, you put it in his mouth and monitor to make sure that he doesn't have muscle spasms for too long. And there's a pause for a moment. And then you see, through the little sort of peak in the shade, you see her face sort of appear. What if he can't swallow it? If you tilt his head back, I can help administer it. I'll pay you for the window. I'm sorry it's broken. And you hear her, and you hear in the background sort of... (laughs) And she goes over to the door and opens it up. All right, I'm gonna go inside. Can you go inside? What can I tell? What she was moving based on? It looks like there. It looked like there was a table that's turned on its side. That when she went to answer the door, she had hid him behind it so that you wouldn't be able to see him. Maybe if you you know came in through the door or forced your way through the door. Okay. But now that table has been pushed aside, and you see the man. He's propped up against the wall, and he's trying to take deep breaths. He's <laughs> And you can see his breathing is shallow and his face is kind of a bluish color from the deoxygenation. And you see, coming out of his mouth, a curling green vine as it's sort of working its way and protruding out of his mouth. It seems like it's closing up his throat. Oh my god. And you can see that he starts to reach his fingers and he's trying to pull at it in his mouth. And he sort of gestures to the woman. And the woman goes over and she gets down on one knee and she... I don't want to do it. I, I, I don't want to do it. And he sort of taps her, and she goes over to the kitchen and takes out a bread knife. Aww. And she walks over to him. What's, um, no, I'm going to grab her arm. Okay. What are you doing? When it comes out his mouth, he can't breathe, and I have to cut it back. You've done this before? Yes. And she, and she starts to, and he sort of winces in pain, and she, pulls the knife, and it seems like the sort of juices of the vine are sort of dripping down the blade of the mm-hmm. knife. Does this look mm-hmm. like um, the uh, the creeping ravine vines? No. Okay. Does it look like any of the plants that Blom had? They're sort of viney. It's hard to tell. Okay. Not immediately identifiable as such. Okay. You're only getting sort of a peek at sort of a piece of it. Okay, yeah. And she continues to... <laughs> and after a little while, they're sort of like... Snap, she pulls it off, and as she does so, he sort of <gasps> takes a breath, and the vine kind of retreats back down into his throat. Okay. Christ. <laughs> Sorry. He sits there, and she takes the pellet, and she sort of unwraps it, and takes it out, and she holds him by the face, and she's like, you have to swallow. And he sort of rolls his eyes back into his head, and she puts it in his mouth, and she closes his mouth, and she holds his nose, and he sort of... <clears throat> And there's sort of a pause, and she waits, and then he kind of <sighs> takes a deep breath, and it seems like he's sort of, he's conscious, but barely, as he's sort of just gone through this. Who are you? A friend of Melody's. We've been trying to get Melody's help for quite some time. She told me, yes. 
What? What happened? Who are you? I'm Vaklov's wife. What happened to him? What's your name? What happened to him? My name is Nadoya. And he's been like this for a while, but it's getting worse. What did he ingest? Did someone give it? What, ha what happened? No. He said it happened before I met him. He started feeling things in his body. And he went to visit someone in Tuktu. Some kind of druid or shaman. Thought they could help him. But it's only seemed to make it worse. Who did he visit? Houghton. Jaw Houghton. So what was the first name? Jaw. J A. Jaw Houghton. Did he. So this started happening after. He got the aches, and the tumors, the bumps on his body started to appear. We got concerned, so we went to this man, who we were told, I don't know, had some sort of specialization in strange illnesses. But it only made it worse. So you went with him to visit Ja? I did. What did Ja do to him? That I don't know. He took him into a different room. And what? Was he changed anyway? Was he behaved, other than obviously the, what I just witnessed, was he, was there anything else? Sometimes I would wake up in the night and I'd roll over and I'd go to put my arm around him and it would be hard, like the bark of a tree. Um, His skin would harden. Does that seem, does the plant that I saw coming out of his mouth look was it Kali that was administered to Erlen that gave him Bulbark? No, that was the Lily of Life, which um, okay. gave you the regeneration ability. No, the Bulbark. I'm talking the. What about the? the what was what was administered to Erlen? Uh, that was a flower that he had you eat. I think. Uh, so did the vine? Did the vine look like? It didn't look like that. Okay. <laughs> but her description of like the bark sounds flower. similar to. Yeah. Okay. Now that the vine's been cut off and is on the ground, mm -hmm. can I sort of take a look at it? Take a closer. Sure. Look? Make an investigation check. And it's immediately started to like the it had a greenish color, and it immediately started to fade. Now it's sort of a sort of a translucent, sort of milky whitish brown almost okay. at this point. That's a nat twenty. Nat twenty. <laughs> you give it a look, and you kind of run it over in your hands, and it has sort of a sort of a viscous liquid that kind of pools in your hand as you're holding it there. And you look at it, and it doesn't seem like one of the plants you consumed but it looks very similar to something that Blom had at his house. Mm, okay. Um, okay. Do you know, how long have you and Barclough been together? Four years. Did he tell you what might have caused this? What do you mean, what might have caused this? You said that something happened before. He, he said to you that something happened before you met. That was the cause of this, which is why he visited John in the first place. He said that this? the tumors started to appear before I met him. One or two at first, and they got worse. What do you mean something might have happened to him? What do his fingernails look like? Make an investigation. Um, twelve. They, um, on immediate glance, they look fairly normal, but you sort of pick up one of his hands. He kind of has a heavy, kind of limp hand. And right up near the cuticles, there's sort of a darkish hue to the fingernails. Okay. 
y'all. Do you recognize these things? I think so, maybe. I'm not a physician or scientist. You're the first person since we met Houghton who said they had any idea what it might be. Can you tell me? Did Houghton not tell you what it was? He didn't know. He just thought he might be able to fix it. I think we should perhaps wait until Varklav is conscious again. I wouldn't want to overstep any boundaries. It could be a while. What's the what's the um what's the apartment look like? Well, sorry, the, In what the, way? The, like what um um do they seem? Is there any indication of um profession or family? I want to get a sense of like who these people are, what they do, what they care about, based on how they're decorating it. Um, okay, make a perception check. <laughs> what do you care about? Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. So it, it seems to have a kind of a three-room setup. There's sort of a kitchen slash living area slash dining room, this kind of main area that you're in. And it seems like there's two rooms off of this room. A standard bedroom that seems to be, and then another room that looks like it might be sort of storage or a study kind of, and it looks like there's a number of rods in there. It seems like fishing might be a profession of his. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, if I've been sort of been crouching down next to him, I'm gonna sure. sort of... And she kind of tentatively allows you to do, she stays like very yeah. close. I'm gonna, if I said, I'm gonna say, if it's going to be a while, I'm gonna sort of sit down with my back against a wall, just on the ground, near this guy. Okay. And she sits. What do you, what do you, what do you and Valklov do? Before he became unable to do so, fished. How long has he been unable to, is this four years ago you said? Four years ago that we've been together. No, so how long has he been unable to... How long ago did you meet with Char? Oh, um... Probably a year ago. And how long has he been incapacitated in this way? He's been unable to work for perhaps two months, maybe a little less. So just so I can get the timeline straight here, you met with Jar. Nothing... You sort of immediately seeing sort of plant-like... Initially, Houghton thought that he fixed him or assisted in some way but then it started to get worse Nadoya's her name? Nadoya, have you ever used Mike in an extract before? No How's Valklov? Mm. And she looks over to him I don't I, maybe I don't know If he has, he hasn't told me Would there be any reason he would or had? Does he... I, I don't know how to ask this sensitively. Does he associate with that aspect of life here in Mukmu? As far as I know, people use myconid extract for all kinds of things. Most people don't ingest it, though. You're saying he might have ingested it. I'm not a physician, I don't know. I'm just sort of cursory glance. And this cursory glance led you to that conclusion? He's... We'll have to ask him when he's awake, but perhaps, I don't know. It could also be a poison. Does he have any enemies? Did someone poison him? And she sort of sits back with the sort of the information and the realizations or whatever that's sort of washing over. I, I, I don't know. What kind of poison would do this? I don't know either. I was sent by Adept Melody 
and I know that she studies myconid extract. So I'm making assumptions. Well, we're just going to have to wait then. Yeah. And the two of you, sir? Yeah. Actually, I would like to, um... Mm. Uh, I'm going to, just in case, I would like to sort of stand up and draw all the curtains, just because uh, there might be a sensitivity to sunlight. Sure. And I'm going to let her know. Um, Melody said that he might be sensitive to sunlight, so if it's all right with you, I'd like to draw the curtains. Sure. And she starts, she she sort of does the same with yeah. a couple of curtains, and she even, like, takes the table that was upturned, and she pushes it up against one of the windows to block the light out, like, completely. Great, and then I'm going to sort of sit down and say, I suppose we wait. And the two of you sit. And we'll go over to, where was where were you headed, Sophia? I was headed towards the scale house. Great. So you head towards the scale house. Let me get the right. Music's here somewhere. Maybe not. Maybe it's gone. There we go. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty spot on. And you go, and it's not crowded yet. I mean, it's still sort of in the afternoon, so it's not, it doesn't have that kind of like nightlife crowd to it, but there's a number of people here. They do serve food, and some people, they do have housing as well. It's like some bedrooms. So there are people here, Millie. Okay. So where are you at? Um, well, I'm looking, I kind of want to look around and see if I see any dirty little Johnny heads running around. <laughs> are you inside <laughs> the, Johnny are you inside the tavern or are you like outside no. the tavern? Dirty okay. Johnny Make a perception check. <laughs> Where's that dirty little Johnny? I'm going to tell you, dirty little Johnny head. I have regrets. Eleven. You take a look around, and it's sort of the spot where you've been before, kind of at the back entrance yeah. where you can get into the back of the scale house. You do look over, and there does seem to be a kid sort of running in the opposite direction down that alley. It doesn't seem to be Johnny. You might recognize some of his general clothes. Seeing the little kid kind of running that way, I'm just going to kind of meander in that direction and try to follow He's running away from you, so you would have to... Are you running after him? Oh. He's like scooting down the alley. Oh, get that kid! <laughs> no, I'd like to walk at a brisk pace, though, and, and try to keep him in my... Just try to keep them in my sight. Sure, so you're going down this sort of back yeah. alley between the scale house and another building. Yeah. So you're moving quickly, and he's moving, and it seems like he gets to the end, and he moves off to the right, sort of when he reaches the main thoroughfare. Okay. Um, I'm gonna... I'm gonna follow the Sure, so you turn. Give me a perception check as you get out of the alley and sort of... 14. 14. So you see him, and he's. it looks like he's sort of headed in the general direction of sort of the northern area, sort of towards Gwendolyn's. You don't know that he's headed there, but mm-hmm. in that northern sort of area up there. Okay. Um, and as I look around, do I see sort of any any other kids around? Dirty Johnny no. heads? <laughs> dirty little Johnny heads? Dirty little, dirty little Johnny. <laughs> okay. You know, Excuse me. Uh, dirty Johnny. Not at this moment. And so, so he's so he's headed kind of towards where is he headed? Sort of north from north? the scale house, okay. sort of up towards that uh, eleven, the purple eleven. That's Gwendolyn's, that, that yeah. top one. Yeah, sort of in that general direction. Okay, well, I'll, I'll head. No, I, I mean, what time is it right now? Do I have a sense of what time it is? Yeah, it's probably getting to be two thirty. Two thirty. And from like, if I got all the way up to where Gwendolyn's is, how long would it take me to walk to the graveyard? From Gwendolyn's drink earlier, yeah. it's close, 10 minutes, oh, okay. yeah, not even, yeah, 10 Okay, well then I'll walk over that yeah. direction. In that direction. Yeah. You see the kid kind of sort of scooting, not like sprinting, but moving about, and it seems like at one point the kid sort of moves up to somebody, 
and like a, a adult, and it seems like they sort of hold their hands out, and the person moves along, and they put their hands down, and they scoot up to somebody else, and they sort of put their hands out, and the person moves along. They do that a couple times. Okay. And are there merchants kind of around this area selling things? Uh, this no. Snow? This is this is pretty far from the main square, which is where most of that happens. Where's the only merchants are kind of would be tavern keepers. Where's the nearest place I can buy food? Uh, oh, well, there's Gwendolyn's. That serves food. Okay. It's a tavern, but yeah. Um, I I want to walk into Gwendolyn's. Sure, you do. And it most the Gwendolyn's sort of again, uh, it, most of the seating is outdoor. Then they have this kind of open couple of walls that are sort of kind of like bar top, almost like you go up to it. Okay. So you can walk up to it, and there's a number I of people sitting walk in the outdoor up seat. To one of the bar tops. And... Yes. Hi, I was wondering if you could maybe um, do me a favor. I'm looking to uh, get my lunch to go today. Do you have a? Uh, you can I... eat it wherever you like. Sure. <laughs> do you have um, any uh, nice warm soups? Like, uh... We've got some soups. Sure. We've got a bisque. Yeah. Mm. A bisque. Yeah. Sounds lovely. I'd like to get one of those. And also, can I get a loaf of bread with it? Sure. Uh, one and a half silver. Okay. And I'll give him the. The and he goes over to this kind of a large sort of black pot and he scoops it out and put it in and it's a decent size, like a little larger than a cup and he kind of gives it over to you and there's sort of a hunk of bread that he gives across. Okay. And I'm going to nod to him and sure. take it and then can I look back around and find the... Yeah, the kid, they've stopped kind of asking people and now they're kind of like milling about in the square. Okay. Um, I'm going to walk over to them, the kid. Sure. And the kid kind of looks, sees you as you're coming, and he kind of is watching the bowl move closer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello. Looks delicious, doesn't it? It does, yeah. <laughs> Would you like it? You're just going to give it to me? Yeah, if you'd uh, like to sit down with me and have a quick chat. Sort of looks around a little. Okay. Is there like a like a bench somewhere? Yeah, there's outdoor seating. There's a number of benches. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna find a bench and sure. kind of gesture for him to and sit. Kind of, he, it's a little trepidatious, but you're out in the open, so he doesn't sort of, sort of sits. And, and I'm gonna when he, he sits, sits on like the very edge of the bench, to not get. Okay, and noticing that he's a little bit freaked out by me, Skittish. I'm gonna put this this soup and the the bread next to sort of. Sure, and he sort of waits himself. a moment and then kind of slides it a little closer to himself, and he starts to eat. It's good. Glad you like it. What's your name? Uh, Derek. Nice to meet you, Derek. Do you spend a lot of time, um... Where do you sleep, Derek? Wherever. Wherever? Yeah. Do you know where uh, Johnny? Friend of mine. <laughs> he sort of shifts along the room. I don't know. You we- all are very, um, trepidatious. Usually when people are looking for us, it's not for a good reason. I can understand. Why are people usually looking for you? Because you've stolen something? Not me. Well, of course not you. But Johnny sometimes, yeah. So I heard. Would you happen to know... Do any of the kids ever sleep anywhere other than the barn? The streets. <clears throat> Are the places maybe underground anywhere? You mean like a basement? Yeah, like a basement or a tunnel or an alley. Some of the kids sleep in the graveyard sometimes. Okay. <laughs> and um, the other night, a 
there was a nice man who was handing out lemonade. Do they do that often? Yeah, and you sort of you see him light up at the sort of the thought of that. Oh, it seems yeah. like they don't discriminate against who comes up to get it. So, mm. yeah, he comes every month or so. Yeah. 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 And um, how do you like the lemonade? It's good. Yeah. It's very sweet. Well, next time you see Johnny, if you could um, get him a message for me, tell him there might be some gold in it if he um, could find out if he can see anything that might be underground. I can do it. <laughs> well, if you'd like to help, then there could be a silver in it for you too. Johnny gets a gold and I get a silver. Oh. How about let's say, if you find something, you both get a silver. If you find something really good, you both get a gold. He immediately starts to like start to think. Looking for a tunnel? Anything that gets you underground, but listen, you need to be very, very, very careful, do you understand? I don't want you to go in, I just want you to find the entrance and tell me where it is, do you understand? Tunnel, or a basement, or um, anything underground? Anything underground. Alright, what gets me a gold? Well, I'll know it when I see it. But how will I know if it's a silver or a gold? Oh, I won't know whether to stop looking. Um, I'm realizing that this is a bad way to talk to a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's the severe <laughs> way. Yeah. Hmm. Um, she's gonna kind of get really close to him and whisper in his ear, How about this? I'll give you a gold no matter what. Just tell me you'll try your best, okay? And be very, very careful. Okay. And you want me to tell Johnny also? Yeah, if you could tell Johnny also, just keep him on the lookout. But again, no grown-ups, and be safe. Okay. So I'm going to kind of nod to him, give him a big smile, like kind of to enjoy the food and sure. kind of walk away. And he continues to sort of eat a little bit, and you can see him start to like, he's like eating, but he's thinking like of all the places he's been, and he's kind of going through it in his mind. Oh yeah. god. And we will head over back to Bizarre. Yeah. Make sure I have the right scene. The big one. <laughs> oh, it's the good stuff. Ooh, gotta search. <laughs> So you guys start to move in the sort of northeastern direction, as he described. And the house is located close to the Natural Studies Institute. It's kind of on the north end, sort of on the, I think that's on the back side of the Natural Studies, or at least on the side of it. Mm. Now, like I said, we're going through one of the side windows. And uh, the others should be here at any moment. Others? And he sort of looks at you and gives you like sort of a reassuring smile. Don't worry. And they sort of, he puts the wheelbarrow down and he kind of leans against, he stations himself kind of against the side of a house that has a little bit of coverage on the left side so it's not like right out in the thoroughfare. Just wait a moment. Who are they? You'll see. And he waits. And after maybe a minute or so, it doesn't take long, a number of children show up. Hmm. Various ages, but none older than 12. Hmm. And they come up, and they're sort of shuffling up. They're kind of wearing kind of ratty clothes, and they kind of have these flat caps. And one of them comes up, and they look around, and they hold up two ratty jackets and two caps. Ferd takes one, <laughs> puts it on, puts the jacket over, and he hands the other pair to you. 
sure. Put it on. Can you put them on? I put my backpack on. <laughs> sure. Top. And he sort of looks both ways across the street. And then he pushes one of the kids. You're it! And he starts to run across the way. And the kids all run after. And they're all sort of tagging each other back. You're it! You're it! And they're sort of making a scene in the thoroughfare. Sort of a loud commotion. And with your sort of short stature, you're sort of among the kids. And the sort of swirls around. And he sort of grabs you by the hand and sort of motions. And you guys start to move. And the sort of crowd moves. And you and Ferd and like one other kid sort of duck into that alley between the house and the house next to it. Nice. And you sort of go into the thing. The kid came with us? One kid came with you, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the three of you kind of yeah. move through the alley. And he gets up to a window that's on his right side, and he t- takes out his pocket knife. Wait, who is the kid? Don't worry. He's here to take the clothes back when we come out. Okay. And he sticks the knife in, and he sort of sticks it between the windows, and he's sort of lifting up the latch on the other side, and it sort of... Pushes it on him. And he looks both ways. Motions. Hops in. Make an acrobatics check as you're hopping in. I am limber. Or not. (laughs) Oh. So you you sort of step up and you lose your footing a little bit and the the kid behind you sort of grabs you by the foot, makes a little web with his hand and he he hoists you Mm -hmm. up into the window and then he kind of like puts his cap down. Thank you. Just jump in. And he sits there on the other side. And you enter into the house in what looks to be sort of a small guest room. Kind of has... It's pretty sparse and it's small. It seems like this wouldn't be like the master bedroom. And there's a framed portrait on the wall of an armored warrior fighting a lycanthrope. And the door from the guest room leads into this small central sitting room. And it seems that all of the rooms of the house kind of branch off from this spot. There's sort of a main central area and a few rooms off to the sides. It's only one floor. And peeking through the doorways, you can see another larger bedroom that looks like it might be a master bedroom. There's a kitchen, some kind of study, and then an artist's studio. And despite having a dedicated room for it that has easels and paintings, the canvases spill out into all the other rooms, a hobby that's sort of bordering on obsession. You see portraits and landscapes, palettes on multiple surfaces, sort of uh, little trays with paints and water and oils and things all over the house. And he looks around at all the paintings. Plenty of good stuff in here. What does she do with all these? Paints? You recognize any of the portraits? He kind of looks around. Not in here. What about that large one from the first room? Something you recognize? No. People get bored when they're rich. Seems that way. He paints a lot. Now, this one's only one floor, but it's bigger. So I'm gonna put one over there, and he kind of points to one corner of the of the sort of central space, and one over here, and he points to another space. That should cover most of the house. If I wanted to look around before we destroy it, mm-hmm. can I? Or 
Um, he seems to start going about getting things ready to go. Again, the, the silence lasts for some time. Assuming he didn't immediately destroy the thing you were trying to look at, you have a moment to look. Right. I just want to, like, because I've seen his name, so I just want to find out about her. Sure. Are you, do you want to do that now while before the silence starts? Because he's starting to get things ready. As yeah. This is well, I guess, like, I guess I could do it during the silence so it doesn't set anything off. Sure. Okay, yeah. Okay. Right. So he gets one ready. I'm going to do this one, and I'm going to go right over and do the other one. So we've only got ten minutes for this one. Do everything we can. You get started right away. Just don't leave a 20-foot radius of this one until I get that one set up. Got it. Yeah. He starts to take it out. And he puts his hand on it. And he starts, starts to talk. And the ringing on your ears starts. And he immediately he pulls out a knife. And as he's walking over to the other spot where he said he was going to set it up, he's like slashing <laughs> paintings the along painting. the way. <laughs> and he takes the bag off and he starts to go into it. So what are yeah. you doing as this is going on? I initially, as I know this is going to be long talking, but like I initially, as he does it, like put on the faux thing and like take a painting and snap it across sure. my knee and then take one more and snap it across. And then like as he leaves. He's got his back to you as well. As yeah, I like go to reach for one more and then just kind of like. Drop it, I guess, sure. and then kind of can I just like move around and? Which room were you going to? There's sort of a master bedroom, a, an artist studio, a study that looked like it had sort of a, a desk and some books and. Ooh. Are these out of the twenty foot radius? No, no. Uh, Especially as soon as he gets the other one set up, the, the house should study. be covered. Great. So you go into the study, make an investigation check. Mm. Did you know this? Um, fourteen. Fourteen. You take a quick peek around. You know you have time limited, but you sort of look to some of the obvious spots. You take out a couple of the yeah, drawers, the drawers and, stuff and you look like in the desk. There's a number of sort of sketches and things that look like they're drawings and stuff. There is one written note that stands out at you immediately when you take a look at it. It says, we've been made aware of another potential violation. Please report to the reservation center at your earliest convenience. Mm -hmm. Or coordinate with Standing Sergeant Ulrich to arrange a time for us to converse. And it's signed... Director of Reserves, Cedric Skins. Mm. Okay. And I see that and I And just... you peek into the other room and you can already see that he's like... Yeah, <laughs> so I just... I see that and I close the drawer and then just start like smashing things and like other things. And right. then I... Can I... Do I go to that one? Or she does that one and I stay here? It, whatever you want, yeah. So well, you I can't really like leave, can I? Because he's got that area and I got this one. Yeah, or you... I mean, there's tons of stuff to... Yeah, so if yeah. I still have more time... Yeah, you do. Can I run back into the artist's... Portrait sure. place yep. and like see if there's anything else to find. Like yeah, as I'm like throwing things down, but like also looking. Uh, ten. Ten. You don't notice anything. There's a number of paintings in here, but yeah, none of them stand out. You don't see any that you recognize. Okay. And you can look over and you see out of the side. You see Ferd go into the master bedroom. So okay. He so went he's into in there. And you see him sort of, he's like taking out a drawer, cracking it, throwing it, taking out another drawer, cracking it, throwing it, and then he looks up. And he takes a painting off the wall. What is it? And he looks at it. And he doesn't notice you. Are you walking over to him? Yeah. Because you walk over to him and you sort of jostle him on the shoulder and he turns it to you a little bit. And you see in the foreground a human man in a fine brown jacket matching brown pants. The uniform of one of these, what his former profession was, these retired appraisants. Silver buttons running down the middle. And he's smiling. 
And he's down on one knee, and he's got his arms around two halflings, who are also smiling. And there's a number of halflings off to the side, who are also all smiling, and they're in good cheer. Various states of euphoria, celebration. And in the background, it's a vast farmland. Oxen pulling agricultural equipment, grain silos, and a clear blue sky. A perfect picture of serenity of his former profession that you know to be a lie. The halflings did not like these people. They didn't get along with these people. He sort of has this warped memory reality of this. And Fred sort of takes it. And you can see his grip sort of tighten. And he starts to smash it against sort of the, the dresser that's in front of him. And the pieces. And he holds it up and it's kind of tear, torn in one spot and he's holding it up. And he reaches into his bag and he pops something. And you catch a glimpse of it of orange bubbles as he... And he starts to light the room up. And it's silent. And the room, there's a flash of light as the room starts to burn and smoke. And immediately, and he looks at you for a second. And he starts to... And I just burn. run. Are you running for the window that you yeah, entered in? Yeah, jump out Great, so you jump out the window. Make an acrobatics check. And you see behind you, there's this sort of flash of light, and you, you can see again, he pops another one, drinks it. 24, 22. And, he, and you can see him lighting up the interior of the house. And you jump out the window, and the kid is there. Yeah. And he sort of, oh, uh, give me the jacket, give me the hat. And he sort of takes him and he runs, he runs Go. in one direction. And I just run in the other direction. And you run in the other direction. As you can see, at this point, there's already a crowd starting to gather because the smoke is billowing yeah. out oh of the windows. God. And people are coming. And pe- you can see the people with the uh, the insignias of the city watch yeah. that are coming. And you can already see some people with water buckets, some people with sandbags. And they start to, like, throw it. And you can see some people starting to break down the door, trying to get into the fire. Yeah. And this crowd... Are, so what are you doing? Is this crowd sort of forming around so, here? Am I out of the crowd? Yeah, you're you're sort of coming out of that alley behind the house. Um, just uh, I'm coming out of the alley. Are there people as coming? the crowds gathering? Yeah, people are coming up as you're coming out. So can I like turn like I'm going that way, but sort of move backward, like go like like kind of like I'm in them, but moving. Sure. The so you're direction. like trying to pretend like you're part of the crowd. Yeah. Make a performance check. Nine. Nine? Okay, so you, as you, you sort of turn your back and sort of like looking at the flames as if you're one yeah. of the crowd. You can feel people sort of pushing by you yeah. as people are coming up. People have buckets and things. Uh, make a perception check also as you're sort of in the crowd. Oh, God. Um, Twelve. Twelve, okay. So you, you feel some people kind of bump by you and you can catch sort of as the crowd is gathering these rows and rows of people, it seemed like two people had busted down the door and you can see them pulling Bird out. And he's sort of blackened and you can see the soot on his face and it seems like he's like a little disoriented as he's kind of was breathing in the fumes of the fire. And at this point, the silence has subsided and the crowd is gathering and gathering. There's all these people and people in this huge thing, and it seems like the city watch has sort of gathered him, and they pull him out, and you can see them sort of start to smother him kind of on the ground and wait to see what happens. What are you doing? I, I just take, like, one look at it. Like, I mean, he can't see me, and he thought he was going to die, probably. So I just, like, just take one look at it and just, like, tip my head towards him, I guess, and just, like, bow, like, as the crowd's going in, and then I just kind of, I leave and go back to the lakeside and to get my armor. Sure. And you make your armor. 
and you move through the crowd, and you can hear behind you sort of the, the shouting and the screaming, and a little bit of the concern, and some of the guards that were over near the Natural Studies Institute, which is nearby, people have come to sort of help and w- sort of work through the situation. And you sort of let, let it kind of fade into the yeah. background behind you. And we're going to head over to the Temple of the Lakafuni. Oh, my God. <sighs> Boring. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. The hot juice doesn't work always for the good. Oh, my God. Where Graven and Orbit, you guys are together? Yeah. yeah. And in this densely packed area that's mostly residential, there's a narrow path that almost looks as if it's headed to someone's backyard, but then it kind of ducks under a wooden banner that hangs from a piece of rope that's suspended between two homes. And the sign reads, speaks to all, asks for nothing. Well-known words of the Lakafuyu. And advancing under the banner, you find yourself approaching the temple itself, a modest one-story building with no true courtyard or garden. It's, it doesn't have that sort of grandiose, sort of ceremonial appearance that you saw at the uh, New Kelke Church. Sort of modest in its appearance, unassuming. And curiously, the entrance to the temple is sort of a descending pathway. It actually goes sort of down a little ways into the ground, half and half between a stone staircase that looks like it goes about four steps down, and the other half of it is a smooth ramp with a gentle slope that extends outward until it meets the elevation where the stairs went up to. And this sunken floor kind of gives the interior a small illusion of expansiveness. The ceiling is sort of regular height, but because Mm -hmm. it goes down into the ground, it kind of has this cacophonous sound and look to it. You guys have a moment here at the sort of entrance? Um, or by, this may just be a case of my curiosity getting the best of me, but, and I don't know if she really has any information for us, but I just wanted to. Yes, well, what piqued your curiosity? It's just because she's a Goliath? <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure. Yes. You don't know her. Well, um... And, again, no talk of my, you know... Of course. Thank you. If, what if something happens like it happened at the ceremony? Well... I suppose we'll be able to run faster than her. <laughs> or like, kind of laughs, but then smothers it like it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> Terrible. Okay. Got him. <laughs> yeah. Um, as we as we go in, I'm just gonna like my my stand. I'm just gonna kind of hold my hands behind my back, like sure. Just is there anything in your casually? Hand? Sorry. Is there no. In your hand? Oh okay. no, just but just like hand. clasp. Casually clasp my hands behind my back as I look in. <laughs> okay. I, you guys I follow you. So you take a couple steps down. And there's these rows of broad columns as soon as you reach the bottom. And they have these arches kind of branching between them. And they're, th- they're thick and they restrict your eyeline. It seems like there's a number of them. And unless you stand in sort of the perfect spot, 
it's very difficult to see. It has a sort of intimate feel to it because kind of the way the diagonal works, you just see columns. Yeah. But if you're standing sort of in the perfect spot, you can see all the way down to the left, all the way. So you have to kind of be in the right location. But it creates this kind of intimate atmosphere even though it sort of has a, an expansive kind of look to it. Stay close. And there's about half an inch of water lining the entirety of the floor. As soon as you get in, that creates sort of a quiet as you step through it. And the splashing noise kind of bounces around and it blends with some echoed voices that you can hear but you can't see. It sounds like maybe some prayers, some people speaking, and you can't immediately see anybody from where you are. But you sort of look and because you're not in that sort of perfect spot, you do see someone a little ways off in a robe kind of go by at one point, and then another person kind of go by. It sort of has this almost maze-like atmosphere. It doesn't have that kind of suffocating feeling, but it just has that kind of like, at any moment, someone could come out from behind a pillar. Mm. Is there any kind of like central area that it's Not that you can see. It's literally just rows and Not rows from columns. here. Yeah. You might, you could go further in, but not yeah. for not immediately visible to you. Let's kind of stick to right angles, I suppose, for now. <laughs> Walk straight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so that we might know. Let's keep track. Yes. Okay. Just gonna kinda sure. follow straight. Move your way through, and at one point you move past a pillar and on your left side it looks like there's a small circle of people that seem to be holding hands and saying a quiet small prayer. And you continue to walk and they sort of duck out of your vision. And again on your right something else appears. There's two people and there seem to have sort of a, a bouquet of flowers and one person sort of holding it against their chest. And the two of them kind of smile to each other. It looks like one of them had been crying. There's no, there's no like statues. There's no, it's all just columns so far. No, columns and water. Oh, man, <laughs> cool. Is uh, there, um, do I have any kind of like pocket cool. or anything? Like a, just like an exterior, not on my robe, but like pants or, I'm not totally sure. Um, I don't think so. Okay. I'm mainly asking because I want Orba to be palming her crystal, but I don't oh. obviously don't want uh, to. Be. There's a pocket in your cloak. Okay, yeah. Can, so I'm just gonna like have my hands in my pocket. Sure. Left hand's got the crystal. Sure. You don't see any wheelchair Goliaths uh, at the moment. Not yet. Okay. But there's. I mean, how? Uh, let me ask you this: How far in are you going? How far are you trying to look through this place? I mean, you saw it from the exterior. It's not huge. It's right. decent size, but. Um. Yeah, maybe just kind of follow it to, if it seems like it goes towards a, the back or the, mm -hmm. the center. Sure. Yeah. You continue to walk. And at one point, you get to finally a point where it seems like you can look quite far in a number of directions. You sort of reach sort of a almost central <laughs> point where a number of the columns line up and you can finally look down. And down one alley all the way to the left, it looks like there's sort of a display of Candles. It looks like some kind of sigil or something that has a number of candles that are lit that have this sort of dull glow to it. And then you turn to your right, and it seems like there's a curved ramp that's heading up and to the right a little bit that comes sort of up out of the water a little bit. Go that way. Are you following, Graven? What's yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay close. Oh, I'm, I'm bringing, yeah, I'm, I'll motion to her or tap her. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll keep a pace behind him, but yeah. And you walk, and you hear the splishing of the water. And you hear a voice. What are you doing here, Graven? I 
and time seems to slow, not come to a stop, but you hear the quiet splishes of the water. My business is my own. You're wrong. Why would you keep me from her? It's not her. It's this place. And you can see Graven kind of muttering to himself ahead of you. Who is she? Get out. And as this conversation is taking place, you hear a little... And you see, coming down the ramp, a Goliath woman. Pale gray skin. And she's got a thick jacket. And she sits in this sort of... The chair looks fairly intricate. It looks like it's been carved, the handles and the wheels. And she's sort of... She's pulling back on the wheels to sort of let herself slowly down the ramp. It's not a steep ramp, but sort of ease herself down. What, um... How big is this jacket? Where? How big is the jacket? She's yeah, <laughs> does it cover her arms completely? Yeah, it's a long sleeve jacket, and it comes like kind of up to her neck. It's like it's like wool lined. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cold in here, given the water and sort of the empty space. Mm-hmm. Sort of a chilly air in here. Uh, Orba just gives Graven a tuck. Graven, look. Mm. I see. And she lets herself down, and at the end of this hallway, sort of past where the little ramp was going off to the right, it does seem like there's a desk, like a, a desk lining sort of three parts of a wall. It seems like she lets herself down and immediately turns to her right, which so she has her back to you, mm-hmm. and she goes to this desk, and it looks like she just kind of takes out a piece of paper and she starts to write. Time kind of caught back up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this was yeah. all sort of happening, and the voices. This is all kind yeah. of simultaneous. I think time didn't. You don't know right. that time actually slowed. It felt right. like that as you were sort of conversing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna slowly walk over closer. Yeah. Start to walk. Graven, get out of here. Shh. I just want to talk to her. Are you walking? Yes. And you continue to walk. And finally, she seems to push kind of a sheet forward. Mm-hmm. And she pushes one wheel that sort of... It seems like it takes quite a bit of effort to move through the water in here. Mm-hmm. But she has, you know, strong arms. And she pushes one of them that sort of rotates the chair. And she catches sight of you. And Orba behind you stops to a halt frozen and she looks at you and she's kind of tilts her head for a moment and sort of pushes herself forward a little bit and leans forward in her chair Graven? and she sits up you're here too early And she's speaking decently. You're, you're still, yeah. you know, maybe 40 feet away from her. 30 feet, maybe. I have something for you. You're too early, but I have it. What? And she pushes her chair. She starts to move back towards the desk. And she starts to move towards the desk. Quickly. Wait, wait, wait. 
and she doesn't listen. She opens one of the drawers, closes it. It's here somewhere. I know it. She takes out another drawer. No, no, just give me one second. Get out, get out of here before I earn And she takes another one. Stop, please. And and finally she pulls herself up and she sits up on the desk and she's sort of reaching up at the top once and she pulls one out. And coming out of the water, these chains come out, make a strength saving throw and wrap themselves around you. The chain wraps around and you pull and and it breaks and it falls into the water where immediately Listen to me! It starts to steam. Come back! Wait! Wait! And she pulls another thing. What is your name? And she pulls it out and she starts to look through one of the drawers that she's pulled out and another chain comes out. Make another strength saving throw. Twelve. Twelve. And you sort of pull and there's it kind of pulls you down for a second and then you pull it. And she's... I've got it! And she starts to, she gets back down into her chair and she puts it in her mouth and she starts to move towards you. She's pushing the chair towards. And she's pushing it and she takes it out and she's now within 15 feet of you and she holds it out and you reach forward and two chains reach out. Make another strength saving throw. 13. 13 and you reach out and she holds it out to you and the last thing, she tosses it to you at the last second and you grab and the chains are pulling and then, black. <sighs> and there's nothing. What? And there's silence. And you sort of fall into a sort of partially conscious, partially unconscious state. And you open your eyes. And you're back at the lakeside in. In your bed. And you get up and you look at yourself and there's no new wounds or scars but you feel beaten down you're at one hit point and you rise sort of sitting up and holding your head and then you realize there's something in your hand and you open it up and there's two sort of crystalline pieces, sort of smooth on one side and jagged on the other. And you hold them up and it looks like the jagged edges match. And that if you put them together, it would make kind of like an egg shape. And in each of them, there's kind of a swirling black liquid. And it's, it was in this cloth hmm. that looked to be the same one that she had. And you have these two pieces. Put that away for now. Put it in my bag. Okay. Is, nobody's in the room. Um, I don't know what time it is. Is, there, is it light outside? It's it, yeah. It's still light outside. <laughs> um, go to check the other room that the, the girls were in. No response. You don't have the key to it. I'm Down. not back yet, right? Downstairs to Preston. Prescott. Prescott. Is he there? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Prescott. Oh no. Did you see me come in? Did, did you see me come in earlier? Um, he sort of looks around confused. What, t- what time is it? Um, it's probably um, four o'clock. Have you seen any of my companions? The half-elves, the halfling, the tiefling, any of them recently? I'm sorry, I'm very confused. You came in here just a moment ago. How long ago? Uh, I don't know, ten minutes. Did you I say anything to you? 
no, you just walked right up into your room, as far as I know. You, you know who I mean, my companions, yes? Uh, yes, just... Okay, uh, if any of them come here, tell... If you see any of them, tell them that I've gone... Where am I going to go? That I tried for them at the cemetery. All right. All right, sure. and I leave. And the door closes behind Um Do I still have all my clothes? I have my armor. If my, you, all kept, my you had it in your room, yeah, so if you took it with yeah, you. I, you yeah, yeah, so yeah. you took it with me. Um, kind of hurry my way to the, um, to the cemetery. Right. And we'll go back for a second to the temple. Yeah, she's still in there. Where Orba was walking for a moment. And for a second, it felt like the water was getting hot at your feet. Sort of a, almost like starting to boil. And you see the steam rising. And you look down for a second, and when you look back up, they're both gone. Both? Yeah. What do you mean? Both the Goliaths are gone. And you look around, and you're in sort of, you're sort of alone in this spot, and you see the columns kind of reaching out in all directions. And the water continues to get hotter for a second, and then it sort of settles. Okay. Uh, uh, Orba runs over to like where Graven was standing, and she like feels through she the water. Warf. Yeah. The water feels warm, but it, there's, you don't find anything about it. Uh, and then no, no, like his necklace, nothing, nothing's there in the water. Okay, um, I run to the desk that she was at. Sure. Is that still there? Yep. Uh, like, I, I just like start rifling through the desk. Make an investigation check. Uh, 15. 15. So you, you look through the things, and you look through the drawers. I mean, and they're kind of in disarray, which when you looked at it a second ago, it didn't seem that way. It seemed like they were kind of all put together. But you don't find anything of note. There's a number of, of sort of scriptures there that seem to be prayers or different things, but nothing that sort of catches your eye in a particular way. Okay. Uh, uh, she just starts screaming for Graven. She just starts screaming. Graven! And you can hear sort of the echo that, as it kind of echoes around. Yeah. And you're yelling, you're screaming. Yeah. And you see sort of from behind some of the pillars, you see some people in robes kind of peek out that seem to have, and you saw these robes before back at the, uh, yeah. the Lakafuyu sort of river ceremony. Yeah. And one of the men kind of comes up, excuse me, miss, is there a problem? Uh, uh, um, uh, uh the, the Goliath in the, in the wheelchair, uh, did you see her go by? Um, she's probably around here somewhere. Could you please keep your voice down? Uh, I just, I, and you can I, see like heads poking out. Yeah, Orba like feels eyes on her and and looks around and there's nothing to. She has nothing, so she's just gonna run. She's just gonna run and trying to remember which way. So you sort of push out. past him and. Yeah, I mean, you, you you didn't go too far, so you have a general direction of where and you're running by and some people see you kind of go by and you kind of feel the eyes on the back of your head as you're sort of walking and running throughout the. Uh, uh, yeah, she's gonna. She's gonna cast Thaumaturgy like behind her, so like to get people's eyes off of her. She's gonna like, is there a way to like make the water come up or like splash or yeah, something you can make crazy? A big splash. Yeah. So she takes out her crystal and goes, "Ikuta mouth," 
and she casts Thaumaturgy. And the water kind of, and it splashes up against the pillars. You can see one of the people that had peeked out from behind a pillar kind of gets soaked by the water as it splashes up. And he sort of looks around, and they all kind of, no one's following you. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm running. I'm running. And you sort of get out to the outside. And I look, nothing, no Graven, nothing. Okay, um, uh, Orba knows that Erland is nearby, uh, so she starts running to... Do, do I know where Valkov lives? Like, uh, yeah, Melody told both of you. Right, okay, I'm gonna start like running in that direction just because I, I, I don't know where to go. Um, so she's gonna run towards Valkov's house. Okay, and you run in that direction. And she sort of the footsteps in the street. And as you're running, you look to your right, and there seems to be a house that's like smoking to your right, that's kind of billowing in smoke, and you see a large crowd kind of around it, and you kind of run by that. No one's paying you any mind because they're sort of all focused on the fire. And okay. You run through the streets, and that's where we're gonna end for the evening. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I thought you were gonna have like, she runs, she bangs into someone, I'm like, ah! And like, I'm just standing there, like, yeah, it's, a little, it's a little after that. I'm so okay. sorry. Oh my god! Yeah, Your god is a really scary god. Oh my god. What? What the what? We'll end on sort I'm of a mysterious so badly. note. Thank you guys oh so much for joining us. The sound effects are amazing. Oh, oh, we had more subs. Oh, uh, oh I saw Lord Gasuma yeah. subbed also. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I did a shout out, I think, of anybody who subbed and bitted. If I missed you, I'm sorry. Also, if you subbed or bitted for like the total of 500 bits or something, um, uh, you can shoot us a DM uh, and you can be put in our guest book, which yeah, we play do. during the sign on and sign off. If you watch, if after we sign off, you'll see it come through. We love to have people sort of little right. notes. It's, we like to thank you guys for your support. We yeah. really appreciate it. So thank you. Um, Oh my oh god. Boy. Wow. Thanks. I can't. And after the Thanksgiving holiday, we'll come back and Happy see Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. We're on next week. Yeah. We're on next week. We're on next week. We're on next week. We have enough days to sleep off the turkey. Yeah, we go. That's true. You guys will all be sleeping off your big turkey dinners, maybe. Little nap, maybe D&D. What a combo. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll be here next Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh my god. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil on Tabletop Notch. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend or leave us a nice review on the podcast app of your choice? There is always room in our party for more adventurers, despite what Kuzni may think. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and as my friends the Ackley Elves like to say, your presence is a gift. 